It's time for another episode of the official Rat Queens RPG, presented in podcast format. I'm Michelle Wynn Bradley, and I play everyone's favorite smidgen, Betty. Rat Queens airs live every Wednesday on Hyper Rabbit Power Ghost Twitch channel, which you can find at twitch.tv slash hyperrpg. Make sure to tell us what you think about the show on Twitter using the hashtag RatQueens. Now get ready for our latest adventure, and here's hoping we don't burn down another tavern. Thanks for listening. The Rat Queens are trying to stop the end of the world as we know it. Or so they think. Ever since the attack on the Summer Solstice Festival in Palisade, the queens have been thrust into one of the wildest adventures of their lives. Ancient artifacts that have long been dormant, uh, artifacts of a rumored cult to believe in a god that no longer exists, suddenly awoke that day at the festival. The elder god, Arius, being the one who brought these terrifying magical artifacts back to life. In the beginning, these mighty titan-like forces embodied the forces and the elements that made up this world. However, in the millennia of time passing, these elder gods were either forgotten and disappeared to time or simply remained dormant until they were awoken by a prophecy. The day Narigoth emerged from the sky, the day Dee put on the priestess's mask, something in the universe clicked. Dee did not absorb the holy powers of the god of her people, but instead, that ethereal synergy acted as an alarm clock on a force that was far more greater and far more terrifying than anyone could have imagined. Our queens have now found themselves on an adventure of sorts, traveling to far-off lands and new places, hunting these artifacts. As for all they know, they are the only ones who can stop them. These artifacts create terrifying, horrific events, as those that come into contact with them have their deepest, darkest wills and wishes fulfilled, whether that is for power, for destruction, or perhaps for life itself. These artifacts are harnessed and used and the more these artifacts infect this world, the more Arius has a control. We cut to the realm in between, the realm of nothing, the gray, that which exists between the light and the dark, everything that's muddled and has no clarity. Where we see sitting on a throne in front of a chess table is the Elder God, the Titan God, Arius themselves. And sitting 
On the right of the throne of Arius is a terrifying sight. What clearly used to be a young human child has now morphed into that which is something half human, half beast, half... There are no words to say. The words no longer exist in this language. As Arius extends a hand on the quivering child's head. I know you are restless, Colborn, especially when your brother was killed. Now I will give you a chance to avenge him, but not right now, my child. Come observe. As Arius kind of gestures for Col this creature like Colborn to come and view the chess table they have laid out before them. You see, it's all about the game. One could rush in, one could push all of their power forward, but that is a fool's move, my child. No, what is best? is simply letting everybody else play their part, letting the pieces fall into place. For you see, if I simply tried to escape, I see you clamoring with power, wanting to get out of here. Will I want to get out of here as well? If I simply tried to emerge back into the mortal plane, I would be stopped. Oh, because of a prophecy. A prophecy of warriors. Warriors who once banded together in a fellowship are trying to stop me. Colborn just kind of stares at the table, almost playing with the pieces uh, as he looks up at Arius, confused by the tactics this god is trying to teach. For you see, when trying to stop something, it's a lot easier to have others stop them for you. Now you remember where I put the last Chaosium in Stridus? Well, your favorite friends are there now. As Colworm begins to then violently shake, almost rattling this chess table. Uh, 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 no, don't worry. You will have your time as they will have theirs. There's only two left to take before they cannot stop me and I return back to the mortal plane. It's funny, they're going to find the king, and then they're going to find the ruddy, and then the ring will no longer stop me. <laughs>
we cut back <laughs> to the town of Stridus. We're going to talk about that? or okay. guys don't piss off Emily. Yeah, clearly. Once in this town, we find the five queens standing within the stinking pig, a pub that they have most recently made their temporary headquarters. And outside on the streets, a terrifying occurrence has just happened. You see, our queens came face to face with what seems to be plaguing Stridus, why they had been brought in. These two mysterious, pale, eyeless fiends, as it were, ravaged their way through the streets, almost nailing a good blow on Violet and Braga before the two of them teamed up and took one of them down. But just as the other emerged and tried to land another final blow, a beautiful white beam of magic ascended down and obliterated the foe. And descending down from the rooftops were five female mercenaries, a tiefling mage, a dwarven fighter, a human cleric, a smidgen rogue, and an orc bard. They now stand there clad in their orange attire, accented with black and gold and silver armaments, while each of them wears a beautiful belt buckle in the symbol of a butterfly. The five of them stand there, and they are the monarchs. Oh, are you all right? The tiefling, uh, you see that she has a cropped short red bob and her horns are ram-like. And you see she has a super, like a muscular, she is really well built. She has this very muscular toned body as holding a beautiful like arcane staff with this impressive quartz-like crystal. She stands, she comes forward. Is everyone here all right? Are you all right? Oh, well, thank you so much. Yes, yes, we are. I just, you seem like you're new here. I don't believe uh, any of us have seen you around Stridus. Am I right? Especially you're in the Eastern Block right by the port. I'm guessing that you just came into town. You're stating the obvious. Wonderful. Well, True. Well, yeah, well, we did. Welcome. Welcome to Stridus. My name is Danny. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, thank you for... Uh, thank you. The, it, it, it's so overwhelming. I'm sure the town is so scared. Yep, I'm sure. Let's go get some drinks. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will start our first poll. Please go and vote in the poll now. Wait, you're going to just leave? Uh, we did our job. You did your job, I guess. I don't... Anyway, it's been great. See you later. We, did, Let's we didn't go even do some... our job. We were actually in the middle doing our job and then someone's... when you walked up they... and did it, so you seemed like you got it covered. Yeah, you could have endangered yourself, honestly, because we were in battle mode, but... Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, well, we just... You're right. We do rush into battle sometimes, but uh, recently we have almost become these protectors here in Stridus, uh, helping those out in need. Those, these creatures, they, we don't know where they're coming from, and they seem to be plaguing the town for some reason, but we have been able to stop them, which has been really just good for town morale. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. When yeah. did all this begin? Uh, what she means to say is 
we're so glad that you have it under control. It's one less thing on our plate, and we're going to go put some food on our plate. Okay. Uh, well, the, I see you're right by the stinking pig. Uh, that is a fine establishment. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure Marigold uh, or Kira could make uh, a recommendation for you as well. And you turn and you see this uh, this dwarven woman who has like just vibrantly bleached blonde hair in kind of it's a half shave with some braids and she's got some braids in her beard. Starts nodding and uh, the human cleric who has this beautiful almost Rapunzel like French braid that goes all the way down to her waist and is, uh, has this incredible bow on her back is nodding as well. So which one is which? Oh, uh, I'm Marigold. Uh, the dwarf steps forward and shakes your hand. Oh, you've got a nice... I like your grip. Thank you. That's the grip of a warrior. Uh, well, she is a great warrior. She's got a great grip. I mean, listen to this one. This is the warrior. Yeah, here. here. I'll, I'll show you my grip, too. All right. Oh, yes. That is wonderful. Yeah, yours happening? as well. What's yours as well. What's happening right now? Uh, we're making They were about friends. to give recommendations for some dinner, and we're going to figure out what's going on. What's also, wrong with you? I think it's wrong. People who like to talk about themselves a lot usually drop a lot of information. So. <sighs> yeah. Would you like to join us? I mean, uh... Let me let me talk to my girls real quick and let's see what uh, our kind of plans were. I think we were thinking about going out and getting something after this. We were just enjoying our evening on the town when suddenly uh, these things attacked. We don't even have names for them yet. It's embarrassing. You think you'd be able to name something and fight it, but uh, we don't even know what they are yet. We're still trying to figure them out. You know, oh, I'm sure you're tired. If you have to think about it, just think about it. We're 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 gonna be there anyway, so we hope you you we hope you do join you, us. Do you even drink? And, that... and then I just put my mouth over um, Hannah. You just wait. What? I just put my my hand over oh. my hand over <laughs> Hannah's mouth. My mouth. <laughs> Oopsie! My instincts took over. <laughs> We're suddenly out of nowhere. You see the smidgen in the monarchs. This person with black, a black pixie cut. You see them suddenly draw a knife. As they look up and say, No, look out! And then you just hear what sounds like a slice. As the four of you turn around and Betty, who's been standing in the back, has now been stabbed in the back. What did you do? As Betty falls to the ground, you see the figure standing behind her appears to be one of these fiends once again. I run right out with an axe. I don't even wait. Mm -hmm. I, I, I go right for it. Roll me 2d6 plus guts. Sorry to cut off your description, but there's no way Brock no. can stand still she when that happens. Handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going for it. Okay, that's, wow. yeah, that is a uh, 12. Wonderful. With a 12, describe to me this cut you do on this scene. Uh, I go right from, like, I cut it from, like, bottom to top. I come up, like, I'm, like, I have my axe kind of being, I'm starting to put it away a little bit. So the second I see that Betty's been stabbed, I turn around, and I just swing my axe right up through it. You swing your axe up, and you leave this gnarly gash as you actually lob off the right shoulder and arm of this creature. Your reaction was so fast and so clean that all of a sudden you just, in an instant, it's almost as if you did not see Braga's axe move and suddenly the arm of this of this fiend is falling off, but you don't kind of see blood. It's almost this black 
substance. This thick black substance just seems to be oozing out of this of this human-like thing as it starts to stumble, trying to pick up the knife and trying to come at you again. I want, oh, go. Well, I, I just want to scoop up Benny before he Great. it has a chance to get her again. Roll me 2d6 plus, I'm going to say candy. candy. See if you can get in there real quick. Okay. Uh, five, six, seven. Wonderful. With a seven, you are able to, you're able to come on there and grab Betty. Like instantly, you just kind of, you get her up in your arms. But unfortunately, this this fiend is has its knife already ready and is incredibly close to you. And you've kind of just given it such an easy target as you slam, as he, as it slams its dagger down into kind of your left shoulder blade for four points of damage. Cool, 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 cool. I want to come up at it just like Brog did. So I just want to um, take my sword and I just want to, I just want to stick it up, especially as it's um, coming towards Hannah. Roll me 2d6 plus guts. Um, great. 11, 12, 13. Wow. <laughs> Describe to me how you attack with your sword. Um, I am I have the same instinct as Hannah, which is like to go towards Betty, but then I realize that he's right behind us, so then I just take it, and I turn very quickly, and I can hear it piercing whatever skin-like thing it's near. And then it just goes all the way through the other side. Yeah, as you turn around, yeah, you've now... It's now been kind of gashed right through here, and now you've just punctured it right kind of in its stomach, and have you see, yeah, the other end of your blade coming out of this thing as this black inky substance starts to pool onto your sword as you withdraw it. For some reason, this one is proving more difficult than the others as it stumbles, still barely alive. D, is there anything you would like to do? Absolutely. I'm going to follow up all those actions of my fellow rat queens with just a swift swipe of my scimitar. <clears throat> Only 2d6 plus guts. <clears throat> First time rolling my Gen Con dice. Ooh. Yay! Fancy of G Emily. Metal dice. Metal dice. Ooh! Ooh. Ooh. I like the sound of that. <laughs> what was this? Uh, guts, since it's a physical attack. Okay. That's seven plus one. Sorry. Um, Hmm. Uh, that is an eight. Eight. Wonderful. With an eight. Where are you trying to cut neck. On the Just neck? Slice the head off. Wonderful. D, yes, you come up and yeah, following in, following along the lines of Braga and Violet, you take out your scimitar and you slice through the neck of this creature. And you see as you slice through the neck, you see uh, even though it doesn't have eyes, it has these empty kind of black sockets. You see almost the energy in this being drain as its head kind of lobs off to the side and it starts to stumble onto the ground. Unfortunately, D, as you took your scimitar, you made a very, very nasty cut, a cut that shot a lot of this thing's ichor onto you and so you feel on your hands as this black substance sits on your hands you start to feel your hands almost burn and so it feels as the substance feels heavy and it's just kind of burning your skin similar to acid and you take 
one point of damage okay. as you start to feel like, yeah, your fingertips being singed from this acid. I rip part of my, because I'm still wearing that like weird pirate outfit that I had on for the ship. I rip part of my shirt and I like start like, like, like smearing off the ink that's on her hands. You see, as, as you were doing that and this creature like lays on the ground, uh, you see that the cleric from the monarchs, Kira, comes up and she's kind of puts away her bow and she takes out her hands and you see her hands are in these beautiful golden and silver gauntlets as she puts her hands over your hands uh, and begins to channel her clerical energy, which is this uh, beautiful gold and silver kind of ribbons of light. As you see these ribbons wrap around your hands and you get healed for one point of damage so you suddenly feel you feel this this inky burning sensation leave as your hands as they have been healed almost feel like cool to the touch and refreshed oh that's nice um hello we have a smidgen here who is bleeding out okay um can yeah yeah uh, can you go help my friend yes oh my gosh yes so sorry i just you you don't want that on you for a long time uh as kira runs over and starts to put her hands over Betty, uh, Midge, the orc, kind of comes up and alongside Lola, the black pixie-haired smidgen, as they come around and the monarchs are now circling Betty as Kira has her hands over her. Uh, you see Betty is lying there, her, like, this kind of, this, her blood on her stomach is now getting bigger and bigger. This thing just pierced her terribly right through her back as Kira puts her, kind of, is trying to delicately balance her clerical energy in her hands, but not also pushing down the wound, giving Betty a ton of pain as she sits there and closes her eyes. T, is there anything you can do to help? Yeah, um, I come over and I, I try to help. <clears throat> yeah, channel some healing energy. Roll me 2d6 plus heart. Boy, Betty's back can't catch a break. Mm, any second chances? Seriously. We do. We have four second chances. Oh, Thank you, second chances. And the current tokens stand Thank as thus. Hannah has two. Violet has one. Braga has two. D has Ooh. one. Thank you. Okay. Come on, Betty Gal. Betty Gal. Yes, Betty Gal. 13. Oh. Wonderful. So what did you roll at first? Oh, <laughs> a four. Well, just, actually, no, a seven. So describe to me how, yeah, it became a mixed success, but then you ultimately... Wait, I'm sorry. I got a 12. I'm already... Leveling myself up. Nope. I rolled a 12 this time before it was a 6. Got it. So a 6 and then a 12. Yeah. Wonderful. So describe to me yes, how first you failed, but then you incredibly succeeded. Uh, I'm still kind of uh, just shook from this whole thing happening so quickly. And also Kira seems like such a badass cleric. And I'm a little jealous. Maybe a lot jealous. So I'm, uh, I'm just not focused enough. And the first time I channel, it just kind of sputters and nothing happens. And then I'm like, oh, wait, ah, Betty, Betty, no, no die, no die today. And I am able to focus and channel that healing energy into Betty. As you focus and channel, you see where Kira's kind of ribbon-like clerical energy is wrapping itself around Betty. As you come down D, you suddenly begin to channel your clerical energy where you have almost these kind of soft purple lights coming out of your own hands as they enwrap her as well. But the purple is entangled with some gold in your relationship to Krona, goddess of time. As the two of you sit there and heal, it is taking all of your energy. You've never 
there is something about this wound. It is not just a physical wound. There is some, there was something on that blade, something, something worse than you could have imagined. Magic? Magic of some kind, oh. yes. As you focus and you kind of stop, it's this magic that, I will say because of your success, you know, it's almost this curse on these kind of, these curses that people can put on weapons that cause wounds not to close. They cause them to stay open, allowing the, those who are injured to bleed out and die. But between you and Kira being so successful in your clerical abilities, you begin to, with your powers combined, fight against that magical curse as you are keeping the wound at bay and you slowly start to see it close. Danny turns to you all. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I'm sorry for that unfortunate introduction. Now you know what these things are. They're, they're not to be trifled with. I'm so sorry that this happened to happen. And you're probably visiting Stridus for fun. You're probably here to visit someone. I'm so, so sorry. Should, should we expect more? Yeah, where do they right come now? from? What? I'm like patrolling the courtyard kind of area now, like walking around with my act, like looking for one. Like I'm like... That's the thing, we... It wasn't until about two weeks ago that these attacks started happening on Stridus. At first, you know, we're, we're used to the usual heists, we're used to the usual uh, uh, militant uh, mercenary group, bandits coming to attack the town for its wealth. The banks are here. And the United Army of... The religions is here as well, and which leans it learns it leans lens lens. Thank you, thank you. Lens Can't think of the words lens. I just they, oopsie. just they just saved his life. We should probably oopsie poopsie. Uh, they didn't see them replaced. step into the fight. <laughs> Technically, we saved her life. So um, yeah. <clears throat> so it lends itself to lends itself to uh, attacks and threats and and political uh, turmoil of that such that we are used to. But the night these things first appeared was awful. We there was. I, I'm sorry. As you see, Marigold kind of come up and put her hand on Danny's back. I'm so sorry. It's really hard for... We lost someone that night. Um, and it wasn't... It wasn't easy. We all lost someone when that happened. And, well, that's when we decided to work together. To stop this. Those things, they're... They're not just your normal run-of-the-mill bandits. They're not these... These normal attackers. They're... They're... They're blood burns people they have these enchanted weapons and all they want to do is somehow cause chaos in stridus we can't put a pinpoint onto what exactly their motives are would they be going after the bank would they be going after uh the mil the united military of religions are they going after uh, the merchants or the ports we there's their attacks are so random that's why we're essentially patrolling the streets every day you call them our walks as kind of uh, Marigold chides Danny. But we're just trying to stop and figure out whatever's happening here. I, this is great. But why are we standing in the middle of the fucking street when they could just show up again and stab any one of us? Can we at least go inside? Sure, yeah, let's I go inside. Yeah, I scoop up Betty because I want to carry her inside and kind of put her in bed in her room. Yeah, as you, you uh, right before you do that, you see kind of D, you and Kira are able to step back as you have now 
temporarily closed the wound. It was still a pretty nasty wound, so if she does anything or anything happens to her, there's the potential of it reopening. But for now, you have you have sustained her and you've kept her in a stable place. Braga, as you pick her up and carry her inside. The three of you walk into the stinking pig as you are followed by the five monarchs who sit at a table or pull pull you see that midge the orc pulls two tables together for you all to sit at can i um get personal with marigold sure roll me 2d6 uh plus heart um seven seven uh you can ask her you can ask me or her one question Is there anything else that you know that could help us? I mean, we've heard... We've heard of these things called chaosiums. We've... We know that the United... The military army of the United Religions has actually sent someone out to find people who have had experiences with these things before. Interesting. And uh, that's the rumor. We, we've never seen one of these things before. We don't even know what it is, but if it's doing this, well, that's it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. I'd like to go to the barkeep. Uh, I believe her. Is, is that Chloe or is it somebody else? It is someone else. Let Chloe's me... Chloe's the woman who died on the boat. That's right. Barkeep is Kathiri? Kathiri. Kathiri, yes. So I'd like to go up to her. Gravel toes. Oh, yeah. Kathiri, gravel She's toes. Also I come smidge, back right? down from upstairs after having put Betty to bed. And I sit at the table. Uh, so, I, hey, uh, do you have a bandage? A bandage? Yep. Yeah, I have some bandages. Can I have some bandages? But sure, is everything okay? Yeah. Okay. Kithiri kind of uh, starts to uh, rummage through the lower cabinets on her side of the bar. Um, it's not much. We had a really big row here last weekend. Um, but I do... I have this. I just take it. Thank you. And go upstairs. As you walk by, Hannah, you notice that my shirt is torn more. And when you go up to Betty, you'll see like more of my shirt wrapped around Love, her. love. You're, uh, if we get into any more trouble, you're not going to have much of a shirt left. Yeah, I might change my armor before we go out again. <laughs> so, uh, Midge looks at you all. Are you? What are you here in Stridus for? Uh, a friend of us wanted. Friend of ours wanted us to visit, and um, we lost her too. So now we don't know what we're doing. I'm so sorry. I mean, that's honestly how the five of us felt the night after that first attack, but. Something about it brought us all together. Really just... We just really found our families, you know? The only people you can trust. But I'm so sorry that your, your time here has been ruined. Please let us know if we can help you in any way. <clears throat> it's a familiar song for us, I think. Uh. What do you know about... Wait, did I just cut somewhat? Okay. What do you know about the Inquisitor? <laughs> the Inquisitor? 
you hear uh, Lola. Lola laugh. <laughs> a weirdo. They only speak in questions, so getting any information out of them is utterly impossible. I don't know if it's a joke or if it's some kind of really clever mind trap. I mean, if you only respond to people with questions, there's no way you're giving out any concrete information. The Inquisitor is essentially a force for uh, the military army of the United Religions that uh, goes places and, well, gets questions answered. So do they, like, torture people? Like, they ask questions for what, to what end? Are they a spy? Oh. Are they a torture? Are they uh, intelligence operatives? What's, well, what's the Grand the Inquisitor, are you talking about the Grand Inquisitor or the Inquisitors? Both? The Grand Inquisitor is much more of a figurehead. Um, huh. Definitely the face of all Inquisitors. They, they are much more of a face in the MAUR. Uh, they don't really go out and inquisit as much, but, well, the Inquisitors themselves, they, they usually go out in bands led by one main Inquisitor to investigate, uh, crimes of necromancy, uh, cult crimes, uh, the like. Anything that the United, uh, the military army of United Religions hears about and deems as, uh, not so kosher, we should say. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It really yeah. is. It really is. Have you ever had a run-in with the MAUR? We've met. You've yeah. met? Well, hopefully on, on pleasant terms. I've heard that uh, in battle, they are forces to be reckoned with. How did you hear all that? Well, when you live in the capital, when you live in Stridus, I mean, that's the big, that's the big how you do. It's, everybody's talking about the MAUR. We've also got the, the training academy here, the officer's academy, where they train up young agents to then join the army. Right. Tell me more about these, these ink blots, these ink writers, the creatures that we've been fighting. Um... So you guys, how many of these have you killed in the last two weeks as you've been going after them? Only 2d6 was hard. Okay, that is... That is an eight. With an eight. You know, I'll s- use my two tokens and make it a ten. All right. Woo! So you can ask them three questions. Okay. Okay. Um, I will ask them that question first of all. How many of those have you killed? You see kind of Lola turn to the group. Um, between 16 and 20 now. Well, in the last two weeks? Two weeks. It's, wow. it's gotten worse and worse. We're just, we don't know why they're here. Luckily, when they're on their own, they're pretty easy to stop, but... Other than that, it's, we don't want, we'd rather put ourselves in the front line and let something happen to us before anything happens to other people. Especially if we are a force that knows what's coming and can at least try and stop them. Can I take, I just want to take D to the side for a second. I just want to have a little uh, strategy sesh. Um, So I'm just going to, 
uh, I just want to grab her, like, while they're talking. Yeah. As you see you do this, uh, both Marigold and Danny see you do this, mm -hmm. but they don't do anything about it. They just kind of smile, and almost you see this kind of slight nod from Marigold uh, as they implicitly trust you. What? What do you think? Should, I mean, should we just play the naive game for longer? Or they seem like they know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's. Here's the thing. I'm weirded out by how they're basically just us, but in a different land. And also, they're nice, and well, they and they don't question. They're just answering our questions without any resistance. That is a good point. You think they're like us? Well, I mean, human cleric, a dwarven babe, <laughs> a, a tiefling mage, yeah. a barbarian orc. Wow, yeah. A rogue smidgen. Wow. They're exactly like us. They are. But you're right that we wouldn't have given that information out. I mean, we're clearly <laughs> not. We're not I, doing. We're actively not <laughs> exactly, doing. Exactly. Exactly. They're like our opposites. I mean, we're, yeah, I guess that's kind of saying we're not nice, but we're not always nice. It's okay to not well, be nice. Well, I mean, nice. oh, what are we supposed to do? Live a whole world, life just being nice? Just all the being nice damn to time? I, I have, what kind of life is No, that? who has time for that? But anyway, yeah, I agree with you. Something is, I, I don't know. What do we do? Do we, oh. I just, I guess maybe we can test them. I'm listening. I don't I don't have a plan. I just thought maybe we could test them. All right, let's go back to the table subtly. Mm -hmm. They'll never they haven't even noticed that we're gone. Mhm. Mm <laughs> you tell Braga the plan. I'll tell uh, Hannah the plan. Okay, great. At this great. point in time, Kira kind of turns <laughs> over you two. Do you guys want any drinks? We are going to order we're going to get you guys some drinks. We oh. feel bad for whatever happened to you. Oh, you want to get some perfect. That's yeah, so nice. I would love to. So drink. nice. Yeah. Great. Okay. Thank you. What we have? I'll have what you're having. Yeah. Same. Wonderful. I mean, I like wine myself. So, uh, just three, three red wines. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not much in the mood for a drink right now. Thank you, though. Okay. I'm, well, just, if you I'm need... worried about Betty, and I can't. I can't enjoy a drink right now. Of course. Great. If you need anything, it's on us. Thank you. As Kira approaches the bar, we cut back upstairs where Hannah is in i actually have gone to the roof oh yeah and uh i wanted to ask so i took a stab from the dagger mm -hmm. what did the, all the magic go into betty or did it also go into my shoulder all the magic went into betty okay great so i'm fine mm -hmm. okay great uh so i'm it was kind of like a one hit deal oh okay great 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 so i'm just bandaging and it's coagulating so everything's okay but you know obviously it hurts and I look sexy and everything's cool and like I'm enjoying the breeze of the night air and I'm trying to get a layout of the town mm -hmm. so that I can understand what we're up against and like so I'm kind of mapping the whole area uh, seeing if I can get a sense for where those things might be coming from uh, where the monarchs might have come down from yeah you as you look over the town roll me 2d6 plus candy why should I roll? I shouldn't even roll. I shouldn't even roll. I shouldn't even roll. Um, three, four, five, <laughs> six. Um, you do have four tokens, Hannah, and there are three second chances. Yeah, it's better. It's better. I'm just going to use those tokens. You said four? Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> so you're going to use all four tokens. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. The bigger dice make it 
worse. It, it's like it's like a, offensive. Yeah. Yeah. With a 10. <laughs> Hannah, you have just realized that on top of the roof of this kind of a sloped roof of the stinking pig is almost the perfect view of Stridus. You see that Stridus has a really interesting shape. It is a circular city that kind of catacombs and labyrinths itself further and further in. From where you look out, you see that you are on the the western or the eastern side. You are on the side where there is a number of of port. This is the big port side. You see all the ships and docks are behind you. Mm -hmm. And as you look kind of across the rooftops, you see a number of taverns and pubs and uh, general stores, namely meant for kind of uh, re replenishing ships and also yeah. allowing for bunking for sailors and merchants and whatnot. As you look across, as you kind of, you, as your elven, as your tiefling eyes look across this huge, huge, huge city, you see, you don't see anything in specific, but you see on the western side, you see a lot of smoke. You just see a lot of smoke and you almost can like pick up music coming from that area. Uh, it is the merchant side. It is kind of the merchant area. So this is where more of the high-end taverns are. This is where the marketplace is. This is where a lot of high-end shops are. All the goods from the port are then brought to the good part of town and then sold and bartered for there. As you look to the north, you see this huge towering white fortress. This thing is massive and it's almost at kind of the, the 12 o'clock mark of this circular town. It looms over Stridus, which you can only imagine is the headquarters of the magical army of the United Religions. That seems to be their base. And you see that there are a number of large buildings kind of surrounding that main fortress. Uh, one of them, which appears to be a cathedral. The other one appears to be that of, uh, you could identify as the officer's academy for those training to join the army and as you look down as you kind of go north you your eyes take the opposite end you go to the south and you see that there is a number of homes these are kind of where all these apartments are this is the more residential part of stridus and in the middle you see that there is a monument a monument of some kind but it seems to be the center point of this labyrinth like circular city Awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm clocking all that, uh, and I'm getting as much as I can a sense for um, what alleyways might work, blah, 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 blah. Like, kind of just trying to orient myself as much as possible. Um, yes, as you look down, you see that most of the roads most of the clear alleyways that kind of as these streets since it is more labyrinth like there's streets that kind of will immediately cut into each other mm. and layer up and into the and center of the city you see that they all have the same kind of uh, cream like cobblestone paths and then alleyways are more dirt so you're gonna if you're going to a tighter space that might have a dead end it's going to be like an, an alleyway full of dirt but if you're looking for connecting streets that leads you into the city perhaps getting from the the western or eastern side to the western side you're going to use those cobblestones dope 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 um okay uh i feel pretty frustrated but also glad that i like know what's up and uh just hang out there and like um i think i'm gonna like uh 
make conjure a cigarette and smoke it. As you conjure a cigarette, I'm going to let you do that. Great, thanks. Uh, As you conjure a cigarette and you smoke it, you suddenly hear this voice calling at you from the alleyway below. I'm just going to, like, lightly look over the edge. Hey! Don't catcall me, asshole. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to get your attention. Uh, hi. Sorry, I don't mean to bother you. What do you want? You are bothering me. Um, I just have a quick question. Did you see the monarchs? Are the monarchs near here? Why are you asking? Uh, I'm a good friend of theirs. Uh, a really good friend. Uh, some say I'm their biggest fan. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you could just tell me where they are, I've been meaning to, I've been trying to find them all day today. We were supposed to have a lunch date where I could pitch to them. Uh, they got a bard on their team. They don't have a barbarian. So I, uh, I was going to try and pitch being a barbarian onto their team. Uh, so if you could please... Uh, point me in the direction. <laughs> As you look down, you get a closer look at this person. You see that they are this towering and tall uh, human male with this kind of like this brown hair and like brown beard. And they've got this beautiful like two-handed axe on their back. And uh, across this gentleman's waist seems to be a haphazardly made monarch's belt. Uh... Hey, I your name so your name much. wouldn't be Dave by any chance, would it be? Whoa, are you psychic? That's really good. I think you're a perfect fit for those butterflies. They're right in the stinking pig. Tell them Hannah sent you. Wow. Uh, hey, good luck. Oh my gosh, thank you. You're, uh, you're, a yeah. lot of, that's a lot of kindness. Yeah, you're right. I'm a kind person. <laughs> Yes, okay, yeah. You chose uh, the right person to yell at in the dark. Is really everything smart. okay? I'm starting to get sarcasm from this. Not at all. Just enjoying my smoke. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, Strike while the iron's hot, my friend. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head inside now. You do that. Thank you. I really appreciate What's I, your name? I fucking told you already. You said Hannah? What an asshole. I didn't stop responding. <laughs> uh, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Go fuck yourself. As he makes his way into the stinking pig. Uh, we cut back. Before that happens, we cut back to uh, Violet and D now rejoining up with Braga, seeing how they're going to test the monarchs. And I still have two questions. So. Oh, you oh, have two, two questions. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. Before you like... ask them, uh, we re- return to the table. I slip in next to you, Braga. Hey, we want to test these people. Oh, that's different what I was doing. Okay, good. What are, yeah. you, what are you thinking? Just find, you know, figure out what their deal is. Something's up. They're they're too nice. I'm gonna do an obscure code to D, like, like pull on my ear. Like, I'm gonna do the re- response one. <laughs> As Kira comes back with the the goblets of wine. So. You've been fighting these things for two weeks, and you've killed like sixteen or twenty of them. Do you? Yeah. Do you seem to always stumble across them whenever you're patrolling? <sighs> Danny kind of sits up. No, we don't. We wish we were that good, but we don't. Um, luckily, we know this city pretty inside and out. Once you once you know the layout of Stridus, you know how to get in and out of different quarters pretty quickly. Uh, 
they've been... The army has now designated a certain horn to when these attacks start to kind of tell people to stay inside. And so we, we either are either on that side of town, conveniently, or we listen for that horn, and that horn is what well, calls us to, to wherever they are. I wish, I wish we were, I wish we had the clarity to predict where they were attacking. <laughs> yeah, that would be helpful. <laughs> What's, what is your whole deal? Like, you guys are really, you're just so put together for someone who's only been operating for two weeks. Like, you know, we're a pretty cohesive unit. We've been building this for a long time. And I'm just amazed that you're like unity and also like the level of joy that you seem to have despite having just gone through a trauma. Well, I think, well, that's a thing. It's been told to me sometime before, I can't remember by my mother or my father, but uh, a shared experience and sometimes grief can bring people together. And well, when we all five just found ourselves suddenly confronting these things, we just knew that we had to work together, that we would be stronger if we worked together. And we have been. I mean, it's really been great. I mean, I feel like I was adventuring on my own for so long. Uh, it seems like everybody was. We all had different things here in Stridus, but then it was this event that really brought us together and made us this amazing family that we are today. I mean, I don't know, I don't know who I'd be without these, these women now. It's, the things that I've lost are now, I've found a different family. That was fast. <clears throat> yeah, that really, I'm Jessica, I'm freaking out. <laughs> Too much. I'm so pissed. Sorry. Do you do you have another um, question? That's all I could think to ask right now. I'm just curious. Uh, I'm just curious. I don't, I don't know if I you can want to answer this or but who um what that type of loss must have been really significant and I'm just curious who it was that happened to who did you lose. A hush falls over the monarchs as they sit there. Midge kind of straightens herself up and is the first to talk. For me, I lost my wife. Uh, she was amazing. She was, she was brilliant and bright and beautiful in all the ways that I thought I wasn't. And, um, we were out that night, and it's almost in an instant I turned around, and she was just gone. And there was this rage that just fueled me, and I wanted to stop whatever this thing was, whatever was sending this thing, because I don't want anyone to feel what I had to feel again. As you see Lola kind of put an arm on Midge's back. For me, it was my mom. Um, she was actually visiting, and yeah, 
Uh, I'd gone back to my home, and she said she was just going to enjoy the night air and, and walk back to her. So at the inn where she was staying, I live in a well, one-bedroom flat, so I couldn't I couldn't house her. I could have. I could have. But, um, yeah, I... <laughs> I just had a feeling in my gut that something was wrong. And so I came out and um, I, I immediately ran. I heard screaming and I ran to where I knew she was staying and she didn't even make it all the way back. And I just remember standing there in the street amidst all the chaos and just, I didn't know what to do. I just found myself there. Kira takes a long sip of wine. There's my husband. Sweet, loving man who loved me for me. We, uh, I just, they always say you can remember those you love by talking about them. They never really go away. Uh, so I'll just say this really quick. Um, we both came from a place that that we just didn't feel like we fit in. So we ran away together. And we both, he wanted to be a blacksmith. <laughs> he had no talents whatsoever, but he was so passionate about creating things. And well, me, I simply wanted to write. And so... We took our skills and we moved to Stridus and things seemed okay. And then... Same thing, we were... We were in the... We were in the southern quarter and we were walking and... I remember he said that I had accidentally dropped an earring and that he was looking on the ground for it. It was one of the ones that he actually made for me. Uh, for my birthday last year, so I... <laughs> I turned around and saw him say my name one last time before he laid there in the streets. And then I just found myself standing there. Alone. Marigold crosses her arms. It was my twin brother. He'd come to visit with my mom and my dad. Uh, I had just come back from, <laughs> I had just come back from winning a, a championship match in the, in the small town over. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I was coming back. We were gonna, we knew that Stridus had some really nice pubs, some really nice places. And well, we were possibly gonna to treat ourselves on a, on a nice boat trip home, uh, but he said, I'll race you there. I'll race you there. And he didn't win. And I just found him there and I didn't know what to do. I just, I didn't know what I could do. I just, these things are terrifying and the things they can do to people, the things they can do to loved ones is horrifying. 
So I just found myself standing there. You see Danny, who has kind of reclined back in her chair. I lost three people that day. It was my engagement party. I lost my fiance. I lost my mother. And I lost my father. I, I don't even remember it anymore because I can't. One moment, I remember a party. The next, I'm standing outside and they're dead on the ground. And I just find myself standing there. And we all found ourselves standing there. Danny gestures then to the rest of the monarchs who have somberly kind of hold themselves together and now gently touch each other's hands and hold each other's hands lightly rubbing each other's forearms in kind comforting gestures as they relive horrible moments of loss we all we all lost so much we just we all I know I can speak for them all when I say that this emptiness in our hearts is something that we've never felt before. I've never felt so sad and empty and hollow in my life. But just, I remember turning and seeing amidst the screaming and the running, four other women. Just like me. And it was almost as if we didn't talk to each other. I drew the sword from my husband's waist. I enchanted it. And I took out one of those things. And then I, I just, mm, you see Marigold brandishes her fists. I just went out and I just went, ah, just nuts on those things. I tried to save my husband. I tried to save everyone there, but that's when we discovered that whatever they can do to people causes their wounds to stay open and remain open. And I, I, I just went, I just knived and knives and knives and knives. And Midge. And I gave him a hell of a song. And by that, I mean I sent them straight to hell. And that's what happened to us. That's the thing that brought us all together. Thank you for sharing. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for your pain. It's okay. I mean, if you talk about something, if you're open with one another, she kind of looks to the rest of the monarchs. That day when we all started to work together, we, we promised that we were always going to be honest just always open because you can't let something like this manifest inside of you and and turn into something malignant i don't want to become whatever those things are and i know that anger and jealousy and insecurity can do that and so we promised to protect stridus we all swore it that night no matter where we are 
we weren't going to let people suffer the loss that we had or we were going to try our best as soon as Midge finishes that statement the doors swing open and, and I walk downstairs just walk at the top of the stairs you can't see me but I'm just there right in time as this is happening Right in time as this is happening, uh, you see a large human man standing there with a two-handed battle axe on his back. He's kind of got uh, ruddy brown hair and a huge beard. I, I lift my axe up just in case. Like, I don't know what's about to happen, but a, a guy just walked in with an axe, so <laughs> I'm ready in case something... <laughs> it's not been a good day for me. Ah, <laughs> oh, the monarchs! Yes, monarchs! As they all kind of, like, they've all been having such an emotional moment. They all kind of leap for a second and turn around. And he says, I have a proposition to make. When suddenly, thank you all for getting us to 500. When thank you, suddenly, um, outside, you hear just glass crash. You hear people start to scream. You hear people start to yell. As you hear almost these this glass breaking and these huge noises just coming from outside. All of the monarchs immediately stand up. Ah, oh, shit. I uh, slide down the wooden um, sheen, the banister. Um, hopefully it's polished. It's okay. yeah. is, is it polished? It's, it's roll 2d6 plus, <laughs> I'm going to say skill. Why did I ask? Why did skill. I ask? Why did I ask? That's not bad. No, it's bad because I don't have skill, and that's a six. You have three tokens. I'm going to make it a seven. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You slide down this banister, it kind of gets a little hard halfway through, <laughs> like you're kind of, you get stuck a little bit, so it's not super <laughs> clean, but, uh, and as, yeah, as you do, you almost kind of accidentally fall off halfway down, and you land on your foot pretty funny, uh, for two points of damage. Fuck. So, I just want to be clear, from our perspective, this guy just walked in with an axe, said, I have a proposition for you, and right when he did, a bunch of stuff happened outside. Yeah. Okay. I grab the guy, and I slam him down to the ground. I go, what are you doing? Roll me 2d6 plus guts. <laughs> totally a fair conclusion. <laughs> okay. That is a... Uh, that's uh, 11. Wow. You take this stranger and you slam them onto the ground. Mm -hmm. And as you do, you just see this this kind of joy that was in this person's <laughs> eyes just die as they go white as a sheet. As suddenly, as you pick this person up, this, it was, it's definitely taking a lot of your strength because this is another kind of stocky mm -hmm. person. Uh, as you slam them onto the ground and you hear the boards break underneath uh, uh, this person's body as you then slam them into the ground as... Uh, uh, Kiri, uh, behind the bar, goes, Whoa, 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 whoa! You are taking this outside! Gladly, and I pick him up and start pushing him out the door. Because I don't, I don't know what's happening. Braga, like, you're immediately character. taking this person yeah. out the door. The monarchs, uh, you see that Danny, Marigold, and Kira uh, are looking at Lola and Midge. Uh, Danny, Marigold, and Kira kind of nod. They immediately take off. As soon as you're out the door, they immediately take off and go towards the noise. Uh, Lola and Midge start chasing after you okay. and start following you out the door. Uh, Midge is like, hey, stop, stop, nope, yeah, he's a friend, he's a friend. And Lola's like, please, he's, he's, he's a big, he just wants to, he just wants to fight with us, but we don't want him to get hurt. Are you all still inside the bar? I'm going to follow the three, the four that went to, or the, the three, three that, that went, went to the, to the sound. sound. Okay. Yeah. I want to follow Braga. You want to follow Braga? I look at Violet. Okay. Uh, I, I let him. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, what are you doing? I don't want to. I want to watch you. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. If, if, if Violet nods, yes, I let him go. He's just see him go. Oh, 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 oh. Are you a barbarian too? Cause ah, oh, that that strength. Oh, oh, my lungs feel a little crushed. Ah, oh. oh, you see him take a shaky hand and kind of soon take both hands, kind of shakily as his arm muscles are twitching. Mm -hmm. He pulls out his his his. <laughs> his double, his uh, long battle axe, his double-handed battle axe. I, I'm here. I want to help fight. Uh, oh. Well, uh, then you have the worst timing in all of. Oh, what's the what, what's the name you gave this the land? Stratus. Stratus. No, the the whole country. Uh, oh. Uh, you gave I think it a name last time. Christine. Christine. That's right. Christine. After Curtis. Uh, uh, and you see, Midge put an arm on him. Look, uh, Dave, you are in no shape to fight, especially right now. And we've told you, it's not that we don't want you to join. We appreciate your presence, but we don't want you to get hurt. So stay inside, all right? Yeah, what she said. Just stay inside, Dave. Please. As Lola pushes him inside <laughs> the stinking pig, and he kind of tumbles back into the, the crater he's left in this tavern. And, we and now I'm embarrassed. I start heading towards the noise. <laughs> Wonderful. We cut two. Danny, Marigold, and Kira, who now find themselves kind of in the, the the large port entryway where you first encountered the Inquisitor. Uh, D, as you join them, you see that there is some kind of commotion that's happening here. You see people running, people are terrified. You don't know if it is one of these creatures or perhaps something else. Okay, I would like to get situated. Roll me 2d6 plus canny. Ah, oh, can't. Uh, that's a six. Oh, jeez. With a six, D, you just—it's no you tokens. D, uh, you have five tokens. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. Oh my god. Oh, uh, thank you, tokens. Thank you, I'll tokens. use a token. Wonderful. A so a seven. Yeah. D, you start to look around. At first, you had people running into you, and it was really hard to get a sense because just the people who are fleeing are just slamming into you and you can't get a sense of what your situation is like. But then as you kind of push people aside and you start to command more of a presence that people are just kind of naturally going to avoid in a chaotic situation, you start to see that there is this mysterious black boat that has just really horribly docked in the port. That's the first thing that you see is you see this very kind of old grizzled black ship that is now kind of sideways in port in Stridus. Does does it does it look natural? It looks like a normal boat. It just does not look like your standard merchantile merchantile ship. No flag. Ship. Is there a flag? No flag. You just see it's really like tattered uh, horribly tattered sails. Oh, what are the monarchs doing? You see that uh, Danny, Danny is taking a forefront. Danny's kind of looking over to the left. Marigold has pushed her way out to the right, and Kira is seeing that there is uh, two children on the ground, and she is attending to them. Oh, are they injured? They're just scared, and oh, so okay. she's trying to help them. You see, you overhear a bit of her conversation. Uh, where is your? Do you know where your mother is? Where was the last place you saw her? Um, do you have friends or family nearby that we can get you to? As these two children are just very shaken. Okay. Um, uh, I go over to uh, Kira and the mm -hmm. children, and 
yeah, I'm listening for an answer to see, you know, what did what does your I, I guess I ask one of the kids like, what do your parents look like? Who are you here with? Um, uh, my mom. We were, we were here to to see to see my dad come back off of the off of the naval vessel, and uh, uh oh, um, I don't know where she is. She's in a green dress. Uh, is that so your mom? My mom was in a green dress, and just uh, all of a sudden, uh, those those guys started attacking, and 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 I lost. We lost her in the crowd. People started pushing us away. I just want to find my mom. Who started attacking? It was it was these guys wrapped in like uh, in black clothing. They all were in like black boots and, and black shirts and, and black pants. Uh, I ran over to where the um, the other two are, mm-hmm. uh, Marigold and Lola. Or no, not Lola. Marigold and Danny. Danny. I run over to Marigold and Danny, and I just kind of bring them together and say, um, "Look for someone in a green dress. Also, look out for some people wearing black clothes." Bandits, maybe. I don't know. Pirates, maybe. I don't know. Got it. Uh, as you see, Danny kind of take her staff, tap her heels, and immediately she's levitating. And now Danny oh, is hello. just levitating over this crowd, getting oh. a bird's eye view. Uh, she points to the far right. She says, Green dress! And then she points over the left. There's our bandits. As she immediately starts to fly over, Marigold turns to you. Where do you want to go? Uh, you want to get the bandits and I'll meet you over there in a second? Great. All right. As you see, Marigold uh, starts to brandish this uh, this long sword as she goes charging towards where these bandits are. Okay, I'm going to go towards the green dress direction. Wonderful. We cut back to Hannah, Violet, and Braga. Braga, you started to follow after. Very embarrassed, yeah. But I'm like... It's been a long day, and he came in and he shouted. Uh, of course, like, absolutely. Con- contextually, we had no idea. Like, if that was Palisade, that would have been Gary, and it would have been his fault, right? Yeah, uh, no okay. doubt about it. No doubt about it. Every town has its Gary. Now. Do you guys have a Gary? Uh, yeah. Who's, 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 who's with us? You're with Midge and Lola. Okay. Uh, who's, what's a Gary? Oh, you would know. Okay, they don't have a Gary. Listen, okay. we're going to do some kind. We're going to, look, Midge, uh, Lola and I are going to hang back back here, make sure nobody goes towards that. Or nobody also leaves. Whatever's out there, we're going to contain it. You three go find the rest of us and your friend. We will. Thank you. Great. I'll be right back. I go inside. I go get uh, Barbarian Dave, and I, like, help him up. That was a great audition, man. That was so great. But honestly, no, all right, come on. Like, pat him on the back. Come on, buddy. You got this. Listen, if you really want to get in, you got to show them what you're worth. For some reason, they think you're not anything. And now's your opportunity, man. <gasps> Roll me 2d6 oh, was hard. God. Oh, my shit. Uh, so it's six. What's the re-roll or token status? You have three second chances, and you have two tokens. Seven, eight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it into a seven, so mm-hmm. I'll use one of those tokens. Thank like you, tokens. Are you really sure? Oh, this is from what Midge sounded like. I mean, they always tell me they don't want me to get hurt, and I, I appreciate it, but I just, I just want them to know how much I can help. That's the real oh. test: is how many times you keep coming back after they say you can't do this. Hey, how else do you think I got into the Rat Queens, buddy? Rat Queens? Come on! And I, uh, care, I run upstairs with him to the roof that I was on, and I want to like start jumping rooftops to get to where everyone else is going so they don't know that I have 
We're gonna park. Great. Right. You start you start kind of jumping because it's, it's like a very tight city. So exactly. getting from rooftop to rooftop is fairly easy. It's just like a tiny jump or a step here and there. As you start pulling this now kind of collapsed lone barbarian Dave, who's kind of like you're, he's a little bit of a weight on you because he's not moving as fast because he has a collapsed lung. I got it. Uh, as you move on rooftops towards where the commotion is coming from. And we saw Hannah leave and we just can't, don't have time to question it. No, yes. we just run. go. She's doing, she's doing her thing. And I, I, at this point, I'm I'm like trying to make like save face. So for me, I'm like mm -hmm. I gotta go save people because I just did a really dumb thing and I feel bad about it. So Braga, you immediately yeah, you kind of push past Violet and you rush in and you find due to their outfits and also the levitating Danny, you find where the monarchs are and where the battle seems to be. Okay, you hear a number of male and uh, voices just kind of screaming and cheering as uh, you approach, and it seems to be this terrifying maraudered bandit warship that has just in, like landed in Stridus and is now trying to take advantage of the city, possibly while it's down. As you see uh, Danny now hovering above, kind of sending off these bolts of magic and Marigold on the ground with this long sword, taking these mad furious swipes at the five remaining uh, pirates that are now plaguing this port. Braga, you actually make eye contact with Marigold, and Marigold makes eye contact <gasps> with you. And you feel a combo coming on. Even though you have just met, yeah. there is that kismet sense between the two of you. I think that even though I feel a little bit dirty for, for cheating on Violet like this, I think that I do the move that I do with Violet a lot, which is back to back and kind of almost like a, like a reverse phalanx, where like our backs are to each other and we both like blade out and almost do like a, like a whirl. We've done it before. I can't remember what we called it, but there was like the whirlwind, like where like I chopped high and you chopped low. Mm -hmm. And we like spin around basically. Almost as if you do it, Braga, you almost feel like this re this very similar bolt of electricity almost through your system as you go back to back with Marigold, where in an instant she knows exactly what you want to do. And the two of you turn into this powerful tornado force Love it. that yeah. not only slices two of these two of these kind of marauding pirates. We call but it the fight NATO. The fight NATO. <laughs> uh Yes, not the fight NATO not only takes kind of slashes uh, two of these marauders that are attacking the port, but also pushes the rest of them back. And so they're all no longer attacking anybody. You've kind of, you, with that move, you not only injured a few, we've also pushed them kind of back into this corner of this port away from civilians. Violet, you come running up. I want to, uh, I want to get situated. I need to know how I can help. Only 2d6 plus canny. Hannah, are you close by? Uh, depends on how quickly <laughs> collapsed lung Dave and I have gotten. Have oh, gone. Oh, no. <laughs> how many tokens do I have? Uh, Violet, you have three tokens. Um, great. Um, so I can um, use two of them and make it a seven. Wonderful. With a seven. What were you trying to do? Get situated mm -hmm. and seeing how you could help? Mm-hmm. You kind of see, you just see the tail end of what Braga and Marigold have just done. And you realize, okay, there's still civilians kind of behind you. A lot of them are terrified. They think they're assuming that it is these terrifying creatures. The horn has not sounded though. So as you know, that means that this is not mm. these mysterious 
fiends that are attacking this town. Uh, but you still see the chaos of the civilians uh, not knowing where to go, trying to leave, trying not to leave, uh, also trying to rush in and find where loved ones are and where they've been separated in this battle. Hannah, you are you're almost there. You're a few rooftops over. You kind of see off of the edge of one rooftop, you see almost this bobbing head kind of hovering up and down of it's the bright uh, bobbed redhead rammed horned Danny who is now hovering over kind of the crowd sending out dodging dodging these arrows dodging these crossbow bolts and is trying to send these powerful magic beams down at these these marauders she's fucking flying yeah isn't she great holy shit she's <sighs> She's a really good ah, shut the sorceress. Fuck up. <laughs> She's so talented. Shut up! You got you don't have a lung. Ah, uh, she doesn't. Ah, uh, you know a lot of people use firebolt. Ah, uh, not her. Ah, uh, she's she's just uh, nope. You think I push him <laughs> off because I think I see some of the things that we're fighting. I was like, go for it, dude. <laughs> you push him off. Oh my God. <laughs> and he immediately lands on Danny because you just triggered your baggage. Um, you're acting selfish and you push out of frustration and possibly jealousy. You push. Possibly. Just yeah. maybe. Just a just tell me how I try. Smidge of jealousy. You push Barbarian Dave off and it was right as Danny had been kind of maneuvering herself to a better vantage point. Where all of a sudden you hear her go, Ugh! and you see Dave and uh, Danny fall fast to the ground and now he's just on top of her oh and he's having a hard time getting off as you see that she's just pinned down <laughs> as these other two marauders approach and try to take advantage of the situation is he still trying to get off he's trying to get off of her <laughs> okay great just wanted to know uh, so <laughs> can i assess where those arrows were coming from and uh Yes, okay. you you look over and you see that there's a pile of these crates and you see uh, two more of these marauders with crossbows uh, trying to line up a shot on Danny and trying to line up a shot on where you see Braga and Marigold are. Great, I'm gonna shoot off a magic missile. Roll me 2d6 with skill. <sighs> oh my oh, god! Come on. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what? Oh wow! <laughs> it's not possible. It's just every time. It's so right. right. I think you so have to burn these dice. <laughs> it's yeah. so right. Show you need to sacrifice to some dice to the dice guy. This is a bloodlet every episode. Oh um, I'm going to use one of the second chances yeah. unless Great. I have more tokens. I you mean, know, you have two, two tokens. Like, to go ahead and use Starfresh, yeah. No, 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 That's no. better. What's well, the? I'm gonna make it a seven. Oh, I can't even use a fucking no. token. <laughs> so that's two fails. Great. Describe to me how you fail at first, or I can do it for you. <laughs> I go to shoot a magic missile, <laughs> and it doesn't work the first time. That's right. the first fail. Just go, and I'm like, just really, I'm trying to use my moment to like show off, be like fucking hovering bitch. I can, but I like, I'm gonna try and show off that I can do magic too. Wait, what's your skill? Zero. Oh, I thought you had more skill than that. Sorry. I, I thought maybe you weren't adding Are in you your... Are you trying to shade at me right No, now? I was trying to help you. She doesn't have any more skill than that. Wow. <laughs> in other no, areas. No, I was trying to help you. No, I'm thank sorry. You. No, it's okay. Jeez. Sorry. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. Sorry. No, not at all. I, I was trying to save you, and then I realized I couldn't. <laughs> all right. Tell me how this how it backfires again. So then I, I concentrate mm -hmm. really hard, and I 
shoot off a magic missile that sends me the other direction <laughs> off of the room. <laughs> like I, almost into the port. Yeah. Oh. So I shoot off a magic missile. Wait, so you're kind of standing, you're looking out down on kind of on these docks. So if you're going to fight, if it's going to shoot you backwards, oh. you're going to go back into town. Yeah, wherever it sh- shoots me Great. then. Yeah, so you, I, I do hit them, but I shoot away. <laughs> Immediately you're sent flying backwards and you slam, you kind of arc and you slam into uh, a wall. Uh, oh, jeez, I'm going to die. Uh, yeah, you feel kind of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You land right on your pelvis, and you've now broken your tailbone, oh, which if you've done that before, it's really not fun. It's a bad um, day for Rat Queen backs. So you, you try to pick yourself up, but unfortunately, as you came flying backwards, you did attract the attention of Midge and Lola, who were, who were a little worried that you were potentially a foe. So as soon as you <laughs> land, you see that there are two knives at your neck, and that there is, uh, you see that Midge has now brandished a book in her hand as she is a spoken word bard. <laughs> uh, how much damage did I take? Did you tell me? Two. So you are technically at 12. Yes. You're looking pretty worse for wear, Hannah. What are you doing? Are you okay? I fight. Why are you holding out your weapons at me? Because we're trying to stop whatever's here and we're trying to stop whatever's coming out. Are you sure? Or you're not creating what's happening? I'm not the enemy. No, yeah, we just were surprised by something that was flying. We wanted to, to approach it as cautiously as possible. Here, uh, you see Midge and Lilith start to try and pick you up oh, don't and escort me. you back. Don't help me. I'm fine. I'm fine. I brush them off. And you start to head back to the port? No. Yeah, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to go to where the, the fight is. Great. <laughs> we cut to D. D, you are kind of pushing through a sea of people who are terrified, uh, screaming. Some people are climbing up on crates, trying to look for each other as you keep catching glimpses of this almost emerald green smock. Um, I don't have any spells that would help in this situation. I just call out Hey, green dress! Slow down! Stop! Roll green me, dress! Roll me TD6 was heart. Okay. Heart I got. Let's see if the roll... Yeah, uh, it's an eight. I have how many tokens? You have four. I'll use two of them. Thank One you, tokens. Yeah. Thank you, tokens. As you call out, uh, it's almost as if this individual has sensed the urgency, yet it's urgency met with calm, met with sincerity in your voice as this green smock that was moving back and forth now stops and turns around and faces you kind of pushes back other people wait do you know where my children are yeah 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 oh my gosh come here come on okay let's go as you start to escort her and she runs with you back to where uh this kind of port entryway this kind of this nice archway into stridus was where you last saw the children as you approach with this woman, you see that Kira is still there, and Kira stands up in just excitement, and these two kids start running towards their mother. All right. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Um, uh, uh, oh my gosh, thank you, Monarchs. Are you with the Monarchs now? Uh, today I am. Great, thank you so, so much. What is your name? Uh, I'm Dee. Dee, oh, thank you so much, Dee. Come on, come on. As, as they, the mother rushes her and her children back into the city as they try to escape and they try to head home. Kira looks towards you. That was amazing. You, you found her so fast. Yeah, I mean, just kind of all 
worked. <laughs> well, you really handle yourself really, really well in a in a very tense situation. Thanks. It is pretty tense. Um, <clears throat> I should go find the Rat Queens. Yes. You should find the Monarchs. Yes, I think they're over this way. I think I saw them both while you were looking. I think I saw them both run towards wherever uh, this thing is happening. Okay. All right, let's go. Thing. Yeah, let's go. Great. As the, you and Kira make your way over there. Uh, trying to, we have a big battle on our hands right here. I think Violet hasn't done anything in a little. I think yeah. you can cut to one of us. Violet, her. you are now in the middle of the battle. You see that there is a two crossbow uh, wielders. One is aimed at Danny. The other one is aimed at Braga. What I want to throw in my axe. Great. Roll me 2d6 plus... Uh, your skill. You're gonna get rangy with your axe. Um, greatness a ten. Wonderful with a ten. Uh, describe to me how you throw this axe. Um, <laughs> so it's a it's a crossbow. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's a huge. You see the, the behind these two kind of sea crates. You see these two kind of black masked figures who are lining up crossbows, kind of right on the edge of the crates. One aimed directly at Danny. One aimed directly at Braga. Okay, um, what I really want to do is if um, one of their um, one of their elbows is like pulling back, mm -hmm. um, and it's it, it lines up with the body of the person behind him. So I just want to I just want to throw my axe right into the crooks of the elbow. So hopefully at least it'll knock the the guy behind. I will say this: you're able to throw your axe, and it slices into the arm of one of these crossbow uh, wielders. As he kind of starts to stumble backwards, he smacks into the other one, who fires a crossbow bolt into the air. But because you were successful, it's not going to hit anyone. Uh, so this crossbow bolt gets fired into the air as one of these crossbow marauders is injured. The other one has just been kind of knocked prone. Meanwhile, the two that you, the two that you had nicked, these two brandishing these uh, rapiers, have now cornered Danny and Barbarian Dave. Hannah, you see that Violet is standing there as you kind of turn the corner into this fight. And Violet, you turn around, you see Hannah standing there, and you two feel a combo coming on. Thank you, combos. Mm, thank you, combos. <sighs> Are you sure you don't want to work with fucking Floaty over there? What are you talking about? She doesn't know the choreography. <laughs> Just be easy. My tailbone's broken. What? It's fine. Uh, and then we grab him. Yeah. <laughs> and we start, like, whirling in, uh, yeah, like how kids whirl yes. in circles. Right. Um, and every... Like Ring Around the Rosie? Yeah, Ring Around the yeah. Rosie. Yeah, but it was super, super fast. And every two steps, like, we, one of us releases and like kicks out great yeah that's exactly right <laughs> Very good. that's exactly right what is it called um it is called the, the board, board kids the board, the board kids. kids the board kids <laughs> <laughs> suddenly you start to braga and d as you see you see yeah violet and hannah kind of lock arms <gasps> they start twirling ah! and like ring around the rosy ah! in a circle this again kicking out their legs <laughs> as you land not only not only do you land one bit. hannah you actually kick 
one of the one of the marauders holding a rapier that was kind of approaching Danny, and you just kick him right in the stomach. You feel his ribs crack underneath your feet as you send him flying into the ocean. And uh, Violet, as you do the same, you're kind of twirling around. You end up kicking, but you do kind of like a high kick, like uh -huh. a heel high kick, mm -hmm. and you end up cr you suddenly feel the crunch of one of the. One of the crossbow wielders, uh, you feel his jaw kind of crunch underneath your Perfect. foot as you then kick him into the ocean. So now there is one injured uh, crossbow marauder. There is one injured uh, rapier marauder. And there seems to be the captain who is now brandishing a scimitar. I'm going for the captain. Have All I right. arrived yet? You said I. You have to say, yeah, you've okay. just uh, you've just seen, yeah, you were kind of coming up as you started seeing them twirling and whirling together. <laughs> okay. As Dave is now kind of slowly trying to get himself off of Danny, who is looking pretty gnarly underneath him from that fall. <laughs> from him getting off. Yes. Of her. Getting him from him getting off. Braga, what do you want to do? I'm going for the captain. What's what's Woo. he what's what's his deal? What's going on with him? You see that he's kind of been standing off to the side, letting his men do most of the work. You see that he's kind of been you if you kind of look over at him, you see he's been eyeing this port almost as if he's looking for something, and then his eyes lock with you. You know, a good friend of mine is a captain. Some stuff went down on her ship today. She didn't stand back and watch while it happened. Right now, she's in jail, and I don't think that she deserves it. And watching you here with your people really pisses me off. And I start running towards him with my axe. He's kind of like, what does that have to do with me? <laughs> Stealing, but okay. <laughs> As you immediately run towards him, do you want to just use your axe? Yeah. What does he got weapon-wise? You see that he has a scimitar in one hand and his hand in the pocket in okay. the other. I actually, I'm going to hold my axe. I'm going to grab his arm that has a scimitar and try to stab him with his own scimitar. So I'm, I'm pissed at him so much right now. Roll yeah. me 2d6 plus guts. Girl. Because <laughs> I'm just like, you're, st you're standing back letting your men get slaughtered, and you're just watching it happen. True. Fuck you, dude. Not an honorable man. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do we have second chances? We do. We have two second chances. Yes. Would you like to use yeah. one? Use it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please get active in the poll. We will start that second poll soon. Also, I know it's too late now, but what's my token situation? Uh, you have... Hannah has two. Violet has one. Braga has two. D has two. Oh. oh! Okay. 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 We're back in business. All Great. right. Narratively so, describe to me this. Okay. So right now I have a, I have, I have, I have a 10 because I have seven plus three. So. Great. Okay. So yeah, I think that I try to do this cool move with grabbing a scimitar or whatever. And as that fails, I do grab it and I cut myself on it. So I take some damage from that. And then I just go, all right, fuck this. And I grab my ax and I bring it down on his other arm. <laughs> the, the one's going for the pocket. So I'm like, I like, Great. just came right on his arm. Unfortunately, as you grabbed, as you try to grab his arm and you end up grabbing the sword, you lose your ring finger. It is sliced off. Oh my you god! Take, you take four points of damage. Oh my god! Oh my god! What? So that puts me down to thirteen right now. Sixteen. You, 16. All, you all healed up. Back oh, okay, at cool. the, it, at it puts you down to nine fingers. <laughs> so yeah, suddenly you see tailbone. You want to you want to talk about some stuff? No. Braga, I feel like almost as if you see this finger of yours now on the ground that almost just motivates this rage inside of you that then yeah takes your axe down and slices this captain's arm off, and you see as he just 
like wretches and screams in pain as he as he now takes his sword and is kind of brandishing it at you just trying to step back and retreat back to safety as you see his arm that was in his pocket slump out and hit the ground and three different smoke bombs go off oh, no. so now smoke oh, no. like uh, feeds into the harbor what is this, captain betty D, what do you do? Well, I was, uh, I see my queens mm -hmm. and just looking. Uh, Hannah, can I tell that she's, she's taking like. You see that damage. she's looking pretty banged up, but hot. Sure, but you're limping. <laughs> so yeah. you can see that she's kind of walking in a way with like her pelvis and her lower torso, <laughs> like her lower body. It's like, yeah, she's not looking good. Every step makes me want, like, want to puke a little bit. Like, okay. Oh, we can't have that. Yeah, you see so, that the two of them finish their move, and yeah. yeah, Hannah's just kind of almost trying to stand there, trying to kind of, yeah, gain control of her stomach. So I run over to Hannah. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. Nope, shut up. I grab her because I know she's going to resist. <laughs> I just put her in a bear hug from behind. Oh! And I start to like heal her. Roll me 2d6 plus heart. I've always wanted to be this close to you. Ah, shut up. Take my healing. <laughs> oh, you're lucky. Uh, that said 12. Wow. 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 For that, I will roll two dice. Yes, yes you will. Woo Would you like some heat? Don't tell me. Did you roll snake eyes? No, I didn't. <laughs> Hannah, you are healed for six points. There we go. Oh good, my. good thing she rolled instead of you. Seriously, my ass feels great, girl. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're welcome. She added some junk in your trunk. I am welcome. As this is happening, you turn around and you see, you hear this, ah, as you see Marigold has just thrusted her longsword into the stomach of the other marauder holding a rapier as she withdraws it and this marauder slumps to the ground, she kind of, she starts to try and pull up Barbarian Dave off of, off of Danny, as Danny kind of just, ah, wretches in this hole in the ground. There is, you still have the captain, mm -hmm. and now smoke has clouded where uh, you all are. So there is one more marauder that you do know of, who is wielding the crossbow, has suffered an arm injury, yes, but still has a weapon. And you know that the captain is also walking around in the smoke, also brandishing a weapon himself. I'd like to use a uh, fireball to dispel, dispel the smoke. Roll me 2d6 plus skill. We're all gonna die. <laughs> Yay! purposely bad so that when I roll well. On purpose. <laughs> on purpose. I love it. Six uh, months of rolls and it finally paid off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to use one token to make it a ten. Mm -hmm. So that leaves me at one additional token, right? No, you actually got seven. So now you have six. Wow. I love them. I yeah. love them so much. So, Thanks, Nariga. Yeah. With Nariga. your ten, yes. Describe to me how you take this fireball to dispel all the smoke. Um... Is Danny watching? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> um, I just, I just, I turn around, look at her now that I'm feeling like really good. She's on the ground, like, ah. And I, and I just like from behind, just like warm up the air, like just like send a, like a, like a hot gas, like gas to dispel the smoke. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like 
kind of like a fart, but with a <laughs> wand. Are you just dispelling the smoke in one area or the entire? The entire area. But then like, you need to do something that's like it's it's encased you. Oh, okay. Uh, then I I could do a bibbity boppity boo. I invent it and um, like snake dance with some some fire. I'll say yeah. You create almost this fire like snake whip or this fire ribbon like gymnastics rhythm rhythm ribbon dancing and gymnastics. So you yeah. almost take it above you and kind of like Sailor Moon. I think so. Yeah. One of the sailors and she's has a has a, it might have been Venus who takes you out Venus love chain. Uh, you almost Venus love chain this all. You suddenly a fire this fire whip appears and you yeah as you do this chain it dispels all the smoke around you. Woo! And I'm like nice. dancing around the port like just fire dancing. Woo! <laughs> Ooh, you see that, Hannah? <laughs> Danny's looking at Look you, but it's also that. like, what? <laughs> 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 fucking top this, fucking <laughs> hoverer, bitch. Where as soon as you start to dispel the smoke, immediately you see this scimitar coming <gasps> towards you. Would anyone like to do anything? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to parry with my scimitar. Only 2d6 yes. plus guts. Oh, dear. You should get like a plus two for using that word. Perry, yeah, thank girl. you. Ah, I keep doing that. Okay, Ooh. that's seven plus a one. That's eight. I have how many tokens? You have two. I'll use those two. Yes. Tokens. Yes. Wonderful. With a ten, describe to me how you parry the scimitar. Uh, so I see this scimitar coming basically out of the dispelling mm -hmm. smoke. Uh, who is it coming at? It was coming at Hannah because okay. immediately the captain saw who was dispelling his smoke bombs. Mm -hmm making them the first target. So, yeah, I uh, <laughs> I, I already have my, well, I took take my scimitar back out from healing Hannah, and I just, like, just parry, like, push with my scimitar, parry his way out of his, and it goes flying out of his hand. It does. You suddenly knock his scimitar out of his hand, and it goes flying, and you hear this ding, 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 and then you hear it, like, ding, 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 ding. Do you know who you're messing with? With a rat queen's. With a rat queen's. I don't care! As he starts to reach for a dagger. Oh, um, how close? How close are we? I will say after the smoke has dispelled, you all kind of like, you are all trained fighters. You know that as soon as your vision is blurred, you need to get back to back. You need to try and find each other. So you all kind of found each other. Uh, you were in close vicinity, not as far as you used to be. You are in a closer vicinity when the smoke was dispelled. As you kind of like look around and you see, yeah, you suddenly see the scimitar go towards Hannah. The scimitar is then knocked out of the air by D, but you see that D's kind of left open as now he is redrawing this hidden blade from his belt. I'm going to reach out, because I'm probably behind him at this point, because he probably moved in front of me. I'm going to reach mm -hmm. out and just grab his wrist so he can't get that dagger Love out. Love that. Roll my 2d6 plus guts. Oh, no. Oh, God. Okay, so that's going to be a that's going to be a 9. I'll use one of my tokens to make it a 10. Wonderful. So you just you grab, you, you grab that hand? Yeah, I basically am restraining him. Like I'm, I'm basically holding his arm behind his back mm -hmm. so that anyone else who wants to go ahead and take a whack at him is welcome mm -hmm. to do Great. so. Great. He is now prone. And I will say, because you have made him super open, you get Violet if you want to do something. Yeah. You will get a plus two to this roll. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I'm so happy. I just want to go and um, I just want to go up and hit him in the face so hard that he passes out. Roll me two D6 plus cuts. Yeah, that's right. Great. Whoa! Um, so that is so that's a, that's a 12 plus 2 is 14, plus 2 is 16. Whoa! Describe to me this nice. knockout. Okay, great. So he's just, in, just far enough 
away from me that I can take two steps and then jump in the air and and the the extra force of jumping in the air I, we meet eyes and then I hit him so hard in the nose that I can see his eyes just roll back a little bit and then he passes out yeah you see yeah his eyes go back and he almost clocks his head against the ground as he slumps down probably you're kind of bracing him down a bit because you're still restraining him yeah as you hear as you hear this fire as you hear this crossbow bolt fire behind you Ugh. But then you hear nothing as you turn around and you see that Marigold has caught huh. the crossbow bolt in her hand. Wow. I, I literally, I, I, I go, okay, that was cool. That was really wow. cool. That's amazing. <laughs> ah, she throws it down and you now see Danny who is kind of supporting herself on her staff, just kind of extend a hand and just says, fuck you as she shoots this magic missile at this crossbow, the last marauder, who it snipes him right in the temple, in his lobe, and he is just like, you see almost his face go blank as he just almost petrified falls back into the ocean as Danny supports herself on her staff. Ugh. Is that all of them? I think. Yeah, I think so. I think okay. that's all of them. Did anyone see a finger somewhere on the ground? Roll me 2d6 <laughs> plus uh, canny. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> Does anyone want to help me look for yeah, a finger? Yeah, can I help? I can, can I help her? Sure. Roll me 2d6 plus your uh, bragabond. Thank you. <laughs> so smart. All right, Aww. great. That's a, that's a 10, uh, 12. That's so you get a, a plus 2 to this roll, Braga. Sure. Okay. Thank Let's you. Let's find that finger. Okay, so that is a uh, six plus the two, so that's going to be an eight. And I only have one token, so. Is it, was it heart? Canny. It was canny. Oh, canny. canny. Looking yeah. around. So actually, so actually, it's seven anyway, because I, might, I seven. Wanna, might as well my canny, so. <sighs> Oops, sorry. The mixed success. <laughs> oh, no. You do find it. Mm -hmm. It's not looking so good. Okay. You see that it's almost like been in a pile. It got almost got kicked into like this puddle of mud. So it is now like, and it's been stepped on. So it oh. is looking like a really bad digit. All right. Well, I still like look. There's two healers here. Yeah, yeah. So yes. I'm like, Can someone try something with oh, this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, I like hold it against my like nasty well, first, ass, uh, <laughs> like wherever it's cut off the stump. I want to take the finger. Yeah. Are we near the water? Yeah, Don't you're look at like I'm crazy. Water. It's better to still try to. We, there's magical know, healing dirty. in this. It's dirty. It's dirty. It's dirty versus dirty. not having a finger. <laughs> like it's not like let I'm like me, well I get to do a new my one. work. Okay. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I take the finger, I yeah, dip you see it. Yeah, you suddenly just take your finger yeah. from you. And I dip it in the salt water real quick <laughs> to rinse off the mud. Uh, and, and I yeah, I would like to do... Let's let's just see how much healing power let's I can Let's see conjure. what you can do. Roll me 2d6 um, plus heart. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been, I've been doing plus three. It's plus two. Oh! <laughs> well. Second chance? Second chance? We have one more second chance. You're going to have to. Uh, yeah. I almost don't want you to now because that was so perfect. <laughs> okay. That's an uh, eight. Token? Okay. You, can't you cannot use tokens, use tokens oh. on a second chance. Yeah. Eight. I will say. Wait, no. Sorry. Four, five, six, seven. It's a seven. Great. So describe to me at first, you almost failed. I dropped the finger in the water. <laughs> <laughs> and you see this fish kind of swimming oh, right. Ah, no, okay, no, hey, but no, the, the fish no, like, the fish like no. that's nasty. I don't want that finger. <laughs> no food, no food. Uh, yeah, the, the fish kind of like starts nibbling at it. And I'm like, no. 
So I, I grab it away. I have to like fight it away from the fish. Uh, and then I'm like, oops, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, and uh, so I, I guess I'm able to reattach. Backwards. It, but it's backwards. I will say yes, that unfortunately, because it was a mixed oh. success, you are able oh. to attach your finger. But now, yeah, no. your finger, it's not backwards. Oh, it's, it's, it's okay. just what if it's like just a stump oh. instead of like, it's not all gone, but like it was, it's like. It was smushed too. Okay. So maybe yeah, so I'll just... say that you are missing it actually. Yeah, you're missing your kind of your top ligament of your finger. Okay. Yeah, I can okay. deal with the, that. The uh, fish took as long as I can nice hold an chunk. axe, that's all I care yeah. about. So now you kind of have yeah you have this you have this reattached uh, digit. Yeah. What's thank good? you. Thank, What's good? Thank, thank you. I, it's fine. Yeah. Most of my people lose fingers. Yeah. It's like a thing. No, but not a big deal. You should Are meet we my, sort... my cousin two fingers. He's got one on each hand. So lost finger. Is that is that all that you see Marigold come up to you? Is that all is all that it's you all are, are you all okay? Yeah, is she okay? A point to uh You see that Danny? yeah, Danny is kind of sitting yeah. on a she's sitting on the edge of a crate. Where's Kira? Kira has now yeah, Kira was as you depart as you came back into the fight, Kira actually hung back and was trying to just to direct people to oh, okay. to leave and to uh to safely evacuate the port. You see Kira come up. Oh my gosh, Danny, what did you do? And Danny's just sitting there. It's not what I did. He fell on me. I can't Somehow Dave fell on me. I can't believe you didn't see that coming. Wow, 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 wow. <sighs> what, what? I don't know. I guess he's really overzealous about being in their group. He just really wants to join us and fight alongside us, and I appreciate it. As you see that uh, Kira's trying to pop one of her arms back into her shoulder Ooh. socket. Oh, oh, I know that feels uh. like that's not feel that's not feel good. Ah, uh. uh. you see Danny, or you see Danny kind of look at her leg, and you see that she notices an, a cut. Uh. I'm gonna look. We need to get uh, Kira. I need to get back. I just need to get back. Kira's like, yes, we've had a we've had a big day. Okay, we're gonna, I'm gonna take Danny back to where we're staying. Um, uh, Marigold, can you find can you find Midge and Lola and tell them that we headed back, or do you guys want to keep walking around? Uh, well, we can come back with you here. Uh, we're gonna have to pause the drinks here. We'll come meet up with you guys. If you're staying at the Stinking Pig, we will come find you. We need to. Especially after those fiends attacked earlier, and now this, we need to, we need to go, and just recoup and recover a bit. What are we ignoring the obvious with this completely passed out captain? Or is gonna let him sleep in the street? Also, his ship is right here. No, well, that's. I mean, I guess the military force. That's the joy of the military. Where are these inquisitors at? As soon as you say that, the huge, uh, the military, the uh, the magical army just immediately appears. And you see uh, a person dressed in a similar outfit to Chloe uh, come up and kind of assess the situation is directing people to she's directs a, a battalion to go aboard the ship and she directs a battalion to pick up the now still alive captain and to assess the other marauders who are either dead or in the ocean. So it's not the guy from it's not the guy from earlier who took our friend off. No, okay. this is a different inquisitor. You actually see that it is a a very uh, tall and kind of lanky dragonborn. I'd like to go up to this person. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's crazy, but uh, you should just be glad that the rat queens are here. 
Where have you been? What do you mean? You were supposed to come to our headquarters. That's what <laughs> Chloe had brought you here to do. You should be glad that we didn't go to the headquarters because we stopped any casualties from happening and we were, you know, we didn't get such a warm reception when we showed up. Yeah, they arrested our friend and cut us loose in town. That's because we're still investigating Chloe's death. And that's obviously why we didn't know where to go. Well, thank you also would be nice. Apologies then that we did not uh, come and fetch you and that you couldn't find our headquarters. Apologies. It's a bit of a messy situation when one of your best is, is suddenly killed on a fetch mission. Of course. So apologies. But I see that you have also met the monarchs and you have taken care of this situation as uh, this female dragonborn kind of gestures to the monarchs who are kind of collecting themselves and starting to head out as uh, Danny nods at this dragonborn and this dragonborn kind of reluctantly nods back. What? Uh... You see that she lights a cigarette. So you work with them also, the monarchs? No, oh gosh, no. I work for the military army of the United Religions. I'm... I'm an inquisitor. Great. Can I have a oh. cigarette? Yeah, can I also have a cigarette? Roll me 2d6 was hard. Oh, fuck. I just had a cigarette. Oh. That fail. <laughs> I mean, I have how many tokens? Yeah, you could. I do. Four, you have six. five, six, yeah, seven. Yeah. I'm going to use three of them to get a mixed success. Use uh, three? Yeah. I, uh, I don't get a cigarette. You don't have any tokens? I have one. Well, oh, wait. Wait, you said plus heart? Heart. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's six and then seven. Yeah, that'll be my cigarette. You see that she, <laughs> she, see that she opens, she opens her pouch. I've only got one. She breaks it in half and gives a, a stump to you and a stump to you. <laughs> that's about how our day's going. <laughs> Symbolism. You like that? Look. We were there on the ship when Chloe died, so if you need someone to testify or tell you what happened, we're glad. I mean, it was mermaids. That's what it was. Mermaids attacked the ship. We've, she died trying to save us. That's what we've heard from the captain. That's what we've also heard from the crew. So the investigation is almost concluded, and we are alerting Chloe's next of kin. Thankfully, she lives in the city. So you have instructions for us? You have anything for us? Actually, yes. Uh, Claude, Claude, uh, do you have it? As you see this young human uh, man with kind of this curly brown hair and big glasses kind of run up and he's searching through a satchel and he pulls out this packet of like papers that are uh, collated and packed into this leather bound kind of quick folder and hands it to this dragonborn. Great, thank you. All right, this is what I got here. Here you go. That's all the information we know on the Chaosiums at the moment. Thank you. You're what's, welcome. What's your name? My name? Tifa. Tifa. I was going to hand out classified information on an open street. How that? how you roll? Well, she trusts us. Yeah. As I'm trying she to. Should. Look, I'm sorry though no one brought you to our headquarters. Uh, granted, uh, we were hoping that you would find us eventually, or that we were actually were sending someone, but uh, then we heard of a terror that was happening in the port. We were able to magically assess that it was not these things that are attacking our town right now, which we believe to be linked to 
you know what. And we sent a battalion. We sent two battalions here as fast as we could alongside yours truly. Well, just so you know, our headquarters is um, in the stinking pig. So if you need to reach us, uh, that's where <laughs> okay. we're going to be. Okay. Unless okay. you got uh, nicer accommodations. Uh, no, I, saw... I think the stinking pig is great. It's one of my favorite places. Okay. Cool. Just <clears throat> shut down. Listen, do you have any questions about the Chaosium? Yeah, where is it? We don't know. What's the intel say? Well, there's more in there, but I can give you the deets as of right now. Roll me 2d6 plus heart. Oh, oh bad. Is there a reroll? I'm glad you used your token on a yeah. There are no second chances. <laughs> yeah, okay. I have. I got nothing. Everything's in there. Yeah, I think it's better that we don't go over it in front of the monarchs, you know. True. Okay. Uh, bye, monarchs. You turn around, they're gone. They left while you were talking. For the best. For the best. Tifa? Bye. Yeah. Bye. How long have you been running around the monarchs? What? It's like the last like 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay. They globbed onto us, really. It's yeah, like... Flowers, maybe? Uh, they, well, they helped us. Have you told them why you're here yet? No. No. Don't. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Get personal. Woo! Ooh. Ooh, that's a 12. Wow. All right. Uh, the other Inquisitors and the Grand Inquisitor and the Grand Bishop would have my head for heresy if I said this, but look, I'm a dragonborn. I trust my gut. My gut knows what's up. Something about the monarchs. They formed right around when these first attacks started happening. It's just something about it. What I've heard their story, of course. These these five women who've seemed to, to lost loved ones. They were each either living here or traveling here for different reasons. But then they all found themselves here? I don't know. I mean, I'll put this out there since you rolled a 12. Are they looking for the Chaosium themselves? Well, they did mention it. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think most likely. Look, yeah. we have the the MAUR is already up to our tits in just these things that are attacking Stridus. We don't know what they are, but we know that they're deadly. And for some reason, the monarchs have a pretty good handle on them when we can't, we don't, we aren't as flexible running around town. So we are letting them help, help right now. But... I don't know. When do things go south? When do they, once they get what they want, are they going to stop protecting us or they going to start attacking us? Look, from my line of business, I don't trust anybody except for myself. Honestly, I'll say I don't trust you all. I'm going off of Chloe. I loved her. So I'm going to trust her to trust you all. I think you're smarter than I've had anyone else in my vicinity act today. And I'm looking at y'all. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can I take mm -hmm. that healing back then? Let's try it. Try it. Hey, and we know. I want to break hey, you. Speaking of Chloe, you mentioned her sister lives in this town. Yeah. Can you? Do you know her name or about where we can find her? I want to. Someone died protecting us. I want to pay our respects. She's either going to be at the officer academy, or she could be making funeral arrangements. But uh, it's Leona. 
she's a young officer in training. Her sister is Chloe, and, uh... I mean, Chloe was the one that brought her to the... to the M-A-U-R. Billford Boggan knows that she's gonna stick around ever since her sister's death. Why? Why did you look so weird when I said Leona? We knew a Leona. We did. We huh. did. She yeah. was also a dragonborn. No, her friend was a dragonborn. Bree? Oh, you know Bree. Oh. Wait. Are With they the both? Fohawk? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were they were academy students, so it was spring break. Whoa. Oh, well, this was so long ago, though. It's hard yeah, for me to... It's Bree's... such a vague memory. <laughs> I hate to say this. Uh, Bree's been MIA for the past year. She was sent out on a mission after graduate, shortly after graduation, and uh, as a TA, and uh, that's all we know right now. Wow. But Leona is still here. Leona got held back a year um, for fighting a professor. Oh. <laughs> but uh, she right. she's still here for now. I guess we're going to have to pay a visit tomorrow. Listen, I do have one thing I really want you to do for me really quick. Oh, God. What? I need you to go by the residential district. Right now, it's after midnight. Really quick, before you head back to the stinking pig. I just... Nobody knows where the Monarch's HQ is. I've heard, though, talks of that's where... The first attack came from, that's where they stay, that's where they are. No one's been able to put a, a lock onto where they are. So, uh, look, if you could just go down there and maybe scout something out, see if you can see something. I think it would make sense to she do that. Tosses when... her cigarette in the ocean. Oh, that's like littering. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, that probably doesn't make sense to, like, go find them when we have no leads on where they are right now. We probably should... But next time we see them, follow them. Well, they were injured, right? Yeah. They're probably not making their way to their place really fast. I'm sure you could tail them. Oh, I God. also do have a pretty good... For I know. Fine. Stupid. Fine. Stupid. Fine. Stupid. We got ourselves mixed up in some shit we didn't want to be mixed up in. We didn't ask for this. Yes. Do we ever ask for anything? No. All right. Listen, you can find me at the MAUR headquarters anytime you need anything. Just say, uh, just say my name, Tifa. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to help you. I'll be your, I guess I'm your unofficial liaison here. Welcome to Stridus. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Tifa. All right. All right, boys, wrap it out. Let's head back. As you see that they've already loaded up this captain onto this cart. Uh, you see the other battalion is slowly carrying out these bundles of like treasure chests and like cartons off of this ship and are loading it into another cart that says, Evidence. Oh, shit. We should have gotten the treasure. We should have looted. Stupid. Dumb. Yeah, we've been not well, making our best decisions. what happens decisions when the cop shows up in the middle of a fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, By the way, I just want to say, we kicked some ass back there. Yeah, yeah truly. We, like, we don't need to be... I mean, we, we should consider belt buckles, maybe, just putting that out there. But even if we don't, I think that, like, we don't need to be all perky and matchy-matchy. We kick some ass. <gasps> oh. They're creepy. Yeah, uh, what, uh, yeah I don't even... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm just uh, saying belt buckles might might be cool. I'm just saying like, all like right, rat, all right. Like I wear a belt buckle. It's my thing. Okay, fine. All right. Just put it out there. Just put it out there. All right. Uh, I'd like to scramble up, see if I can get another good perch and kind of get an idea where they are. Roll me 2d6 plus skill. Skill. Well, 
Uh, that's a nine, and I'll use one of my tokens, please. Nice. It will make it a ten. Wonderful. You successfully make it to the top of the rooftops once again. And can now, can I look out to see if I see any, um, uh, like, evidence of where they might be currently? I will say, yes, Hannah, you do. But your baggage is triggered. As you start to make your way towards where the monarchs are by yourself. Uh, you know what? I don't see them, but I got this. You guys just, you go to bed. I'm fine. Wait, what? I already kind of know the layout of this town, and I have a feeling... Hannah, shut up. No, we're coming with you. No, you're not. And I start, like, uh, booking it. You guys, we've been through enough. Uh, It's exhausting. I honestly can't even follow. We can't go on the same page about belt buckles. True. Yeah. I'm going to bed. Yeah, I want to check on Betty. I want to come through that intel and uh, check on Betty. And also, I have an idea about... If, if the monarchs are looking for... I'm probably saying this as we're walking back to the scene. Yeah, the three yeah. of you are walking back. Yeah. Uh, if the monarchs are looking for the Chaosium 2, what if we make a decoy? <gasps> oh, you are so brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Thank you all so much for tipping chaos into tonight's game. <laughs> I apologize for not seeing it until now. Ooh. Let's see. How do these little little boys work? Great. As the three of you are walking back, Braga. Yeah, not a good night for me. Oh. The rest of your finger falls off. Okay, <gasps> that's fair. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, it didn't stick. Oh. That's all right. I'll get like a metal thing or something. Ooh, that'll be great. Yeah, that would yeah. be so, so badass. That's yeah. awesome. I think that fish ate a little bit of it and it just didn't yeah. attach all the way. And... Yeah. It's fine. Like I said, a lot of my family's missing fingers. It kind of happens as part of being a barbarian. a legacy thing. That's pretty, yeah. that's that's a legacy pretty badass. Thing. Pretty cool. Yeah. The three of you make it back into the stinking pig, and you see that uh, Kiri is just on the ground trying to repair the boards where Barbarian Dave had just created like a crater and oh. just broken this floor. Yeah, it's not a great day for me. Hi, welcome back. Hey, you need some help with that? Uh, I would appreciate it, but if you're tired, um, I heard that there was something in the port, and I'm guessing that you helped stop it. True. It's a, that's totally right. Yeah. Great! And I used to ad- adventure too. <clears throat> now, I own a tavern where I fix things after people break my Force! As uh, she slams I, the last <laughs> nail into the ground. Oh. Do you need, is there anything else I can, I can do to help fix that? It's my fault. I'm sorry. It's done. As you look down and it's very like, it's okay. It is not the best, cleanest job, but it is a fix. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's, like, it's like boards that are like this now over this hole. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it looks great. You did a great job. Good night. <laughs> sorry. Go <laughs> this <is> um, <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I walk up to the bar and I go, do you guys have like an outgoing mail of any sort? I mean, we're right. Uh, there's, we're actually right next door to the messenger's home being right by the port. It's the, where the mail comes in and then he just takes it into stridus. So, uh, okay. I had, I had that It's way. over there. Sorry. Yeah. And I get frustrated. My voice gets a little low. No, it's understandable. <clears throat> 
So I, I head that way. I have a thing I want to do, but I'll let them do set their stuff first. Great. It is very late at night, but okay. uh, I will say that as you approach the door, it's right as this kind of elderly uh, dwarven gentleman is turning the sign okay. to close. And you stop him. Yeah. We cut to D. D, what are you doing? Uh, uh, I'd like to... Ooh, I want to do a lot of reading and research. My favorite activities. Great. Uh, I want to read the intel, see what mm -hmm. I can get from that. I want to also try to, I don't know where or how to do this, but I want to see how we might go about making a decoy chaosium. Roll me 2d6 plus canny. Okay, is that for both of those? or? I'll say yes. Okay. I'll just say, yeah. Canny. Does anyone want to help me? My hand is so bad, so bad. <laughs> no, you, you, don't need can, you don't need to roll candy. You just roll her. Oh, that's your true. Bond. Oh yeah, my bond. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Roll me two d six plus your bond with D. Please help, help. Great. Oh. Tw uh, Thirteen. Woohoo! On okay. fire! Yes. Okay. So you get a plus two to this roll. Bond in. Sticking together. <laughs> Ooh. let. Wait. I cannot count today. What's your uh, What's your bond with? Well, one. she gets plus, I, I, plus yeah. two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so a nine plus two is eleven. Wonderful. You, I will yes, say I that yeah. with an 11, you get intel. Like, you're going to be able to figure out how to make a chaosium from this intel. Nice. Would you like to read this intel? Yeah. D, as you peruse kind of through this leather-bound file case, you're seeing that you're seeing countless kind of pulled records from the Military Army of United Religions uh, from dating back centuries past of when this... Uh, coalition started when this army was established the cult of Arius was one of the cults that they were just outrightly going against because uh, you read this cult members or devout followers of this old god Arius the old gods don't exist there's nothing like that we have the new pantheon we have the new god Cronus uh, Narigoth a number of gods and you read that the military army has been on the hunt for them for a long time because when you're a devout cult member of Arius, you proceed in a ritual that turns your skull, that turns your body, that kills you and turns your body into a chaosium. Granted, you have these records as well of these cultist members being found and tried and, and disposed of, these chaosiums being found and destroyed seemingly powerless these just seem to be these outrageous cult ideas and these cult things that this cult did that killed themselves and turned their skulls into terrifying objects for these people the mau are trying to to rid the world of fear and the rid the world of cults was outrightly against them you start to see though too that there are new pages these were pulled from older reports you start to get a section that is much more new this new section is actually a detailed record from someone who was at the Summer Solstice Festival. Mm. You don't see the name on this report, but what you see written is exactly what you experienced. It appears that this object, uh, this chaosium that we were very familiar with being a, a stone kind of black concrete-like object now is glowing with some kind of other magic magic that i have not sensed before magic that is foreign as this report goes on it seems to recall and state that these artifacts while they were rumored to give 
these cult members unbelievable power you were supposed to be the arm of Arius by out by Arius outstretches an arm towards you through these objects and with this power you can bring back the dead you can cause chaos you can hurt those around you you can take absolute power by your bond with Arius, you were supposed to be given these abilities. Thus, these artifacts were created for such a long time in hopes that perhaps this is the time that Arius will outstretch their arm to me. But these were actually activated. And it's a detailed account on how it appears that these horrific shadows emerged from this chaosium, possessing members of the Summer Solstice Festival, causing them to fight one another, utterly creating a hell of chaos. You also see, too, that on the next page, there is a smaller account that is much more simply recounting what happened in Cascasaria. Uh, from what they have heard, it seemed that the Chaosium fell into the hands of one of the owners of one of the resorts there, and due to a mishap, the person who used it sucked revenge, hurt, and power. But, and there's also mention of a sandworm, uh, and the, it is then noted that the Chaosium was then destroyed, you see a little asterisk put in this report and says, the triad has appeared. And then there's another page, similar to the first, that is a personal account from Palisade. Someone writes how, what exactly you all did. The Rat Queens somehow have traveled back into the past to stop the Chaosium from wreaking havoc on their own town. They have reversed time, altered it in fact, but have saved their city. You must find them to assist in stopping the rest. And then you flip to the next page. This is the eldest out of all the pages. These are the ones that seem to be bound together with leather, with kind of these leather string wraps into this folder. This one seems to be ripped from something else. Perhaps it was something that Tifa snuck in there for you to see. Or someone else did. You see that it is Arius's prophecy. The prophecy that you heard and are now familiar with and you see that there are circles around some of the words. The gray, a king, a friend, the golden one, and the ruddy. And then you see at the bottom, circled in a large, large circle with arrows pointing to it is the word ring. And you see that these lines connect these other circles, these five other individuals to the ring. And on the back, you see an appendix made the prophecy. If the five are made undone, then Arius has truly won. 
We cut to Hannah. You are sneaking on the rooftops. Mm-hmm. And I've, um, I've gotten to the point where I can see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm uh, staying, like, tucked around um, smoke chutes and chimneys and stuff so that they don't get a sense of me. Roll me 2d6 plus I don't need to talk. Why do I talk? Got this. You Is got it this. canny? Canny. canny. You got, got it. You. Yeah. Uh, it's 8. 9, 10. Yep. Wonderful. With your two tokens, yes, you're able to... You almost see uh, Lola quickly turn around for a second. But in that instant, you were able to then kind of find yourself immediately behind the chimney and you have not been detected. Yeah, I pull like my dark black hair in front of my face so I'm even more shadowed. As you look down, you see them go to, you see them go <laughs> into <working>. Where is Jess? <laughs> you see them go into a home. Unfortunately in Stridus, all these homes are very much tight townhomes and apartments and all very, uh, compacted together so you're it's a hard to tell from this distance which home they went into but you see that they've gone in somewhere um they are now inside great can't if i if i hang out there for a minute do i get a sense of like if they're climbing stairs or do i see any shadows it is so far away yeah you just see them you can only see that they went well, in. it wasn't far away i was close to them Okay, you see, you see that they go up these stairs. Yeah, you see that they are, there is a window where there's a light, uh, and I get a sense that they're at least passing up the yeah. stairs. Mm-hmm. So they're up. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I uh, perch there just for a little while, just enjoy the night air. As you perch there, you kind of sit there and enjoy the night air, and you watch this building. And you still are kind of fixated on this candle. You can't tell if it's the room that they're in Mm. or a room adjacent or even in the same home. But something about this candle is kind of drawing you in. A candle. Okay. Or suddenly you see the figure of a young girl standing in front of the candle. And the way she's standing, it it makes you think that she's looking at you. Her eyes, you can see, are facing yours. As she leans down and extinguishes the candle. We cut back to the stinking pig. D, you have now collected all of this knowledge. And from your knowledge, because you did ask about making a chaosium, you do realize that in order to... If you were truly, as your, as your D brain kind of ticks, you realize that in order to make a truly convincing chaosium, you're going to have to put a ton of magic into essentially an artifact, preferably of a skull. You could possibly paper mache a skull. You could find one, or you could even find an empty or broken chaosium yourself. But it's going, the big thing that's really going to sell this is the potent magical ability. Okay. Thank you all so much for the second chaos. Do, 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 oh, do, goodness do. gracious. <laughs> Braga and Violet, what are you doing? I'm 
I'm in bed. Uh, Dee's telling me everything that's happening. I'm like, that's so interesting. We'll figure it out in the morning. I'm taking my boots off. <laughs> and I'm just, like, ready to go to sleep. As you're taking your boots off, you suddenly feel your hands searching for something. You feel your sword. You don't feel the axe that you threw. You never retrieved it. So now you're down a weapon. Wait, what? I I threw a a life-saving throw and I forgot to go get my axe. Uh, Think it'll be there tomorrow? Seriously, that is probably in the evidence box. I'm I'm awake. I'm next door at the messenger office still. Can I ask you something mm-hmm. since you're awake now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you get to like talk to the monarchs a lot at all or just see them work or work with them at all? Not really. I mean, they seem pretty great, I think. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like you could look at us and be like, wow, how are they so great? How can they exist? And I get that because we're amazing. And I think that's how we feel about them because we're similar. Yeah. It, yeah. We are amazing. Uh, it's just that I just felt something when I was working with them. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, I love the Rag Queens. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I feel like we just kind of have this dumb luck sometimes and just sheer brute force gets the job done. And we're really good at both of those things. But with the Monarchs, it's just like a well-oiled machine that I just kind of clicked into, you know? I just, things made sense and and it was teamwork and we communicated well. And, and uh, I, Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I need to take a step back. Are you saying that you feel like you fit in better with the monarchs than the Raccoons? I mean, just for a minute, just during that few minutes that I worked with them. Oh, oh God, I feel like I've been stabbed and... Wow, it took the breath out of me. You've worked for a minute. We felt, wow, just, we we hardly know them. um, I know, that's why I'm saying it's weird and it's dumb, clearly, but... Well, maybe it means something. I mean, I trust your gut and your instinct. Now I feel bad that I told you that. Don't, don't, don't. I'm just in a bad mood because of my axe. We can go right now and go look for it. Maybe it's still out there. Oh, why the hell not? And get our stuff. Dee and Violet, you kind of put your you put your armaments a little bit back on. You stuck your boots back on as you begin to make your way back down to the ports. We cut to Braga in the messenger's office. Yeah. Or I could be coming back from it and running to them if you want to role play what I did with them. Yes, instead of, I the love NPC. that. Let's do yeah. that. So, yes, Dee and Violet, as you are exiting the stinking pig, you see Braga kind of exiting, kind of waving uh, into the as she exits the shop and the little ding, 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 the door bell closes behind her. And the guy's like grumpy and mad that I kept him yeah. up late. Yeah. Now he's like, yeah, he really turns around the closed sign. Like slams it shut. <laughs> like, closed! <laughs> hey, were you guys, weren't you going to bed? I, I left my axe. Oh, it, say no more, I'll come with you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we'll find it. Oh, hey, a question for you, Braga. Yeah. Did you feel like you worked well with the Monarchs? I mean, look, if anyone's back-to-back with a knife with a blade in their hand and we're fighting, I can get along with them. I'll tell you what I, I, I think is that I kind of get what uh, Tifa was saying about 
their story not adding up. But at the same time, I felt like garbage when we made them tell us every bit of trauma they experienced <sighs> yeah. in the last two weeks. And I, I don't know um, what their deal is, and I, I like to find out, but I don't want to be that person anymore, people. I don't want to make someone spill their pain out to us like that. That, yeah. that felt wrong. That was yeah, pretty yeah. rough. That was rough. Oh, I no, guess I, we'll just have like to play it by ear. I feel like I've spent all this time with you all. We've experienced a lot together, but we never share stuff like that. Not like they did. Yeah, you're right. We don't really. That's true. I think we're, I think maybe there's some truth to what they said about how we keep our stuff inside and it boils up and it's malignant and yeah. maybe we shouldn't let that happen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We could share more. We could all, we could, I think we could I'll, all share more. I'll start. I, this is weird. Mm -hmm. Um, the I'm normally, I'm normally very closed off and afraid to try things with new people. But when I, when we left Palisade, I, I met up with that Aralel woman again at the bar, what, at the Black Seder, they, the night we left. Like, I was literally at the Black Seder when you guys came and said, we're leaving, we're going to, to, to the Capitol. So I just sent her a letter. Ah. I just sent her, like, I wrote Whoa. her a poem Whoa. on the boat Braca. about what we did. And I wrote it and I mailed it to her. Braca, that's so awesome. That's amazing. I, it's hard because I, I let myself fall in love before and... He was taken from me by my my brother over a fucking crown that I didn't even want. And it's it's hard to let people in because when you're when you have our kind of life, it just it doesn't seem like it helps anybody. It seems like it just causes more pain. But I don't know. Just I've been shutting myself off so much and I just don't like we should be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It's just... Thank you. You know, I very often wish... I wish that I could have been the type of person to just be happy where I was. You know? Like, why wasn't it enough for me to just stay home and worship Nurigoth? And it just never was. And, and sometimes I wonder if all the annoying trauma and frustrations that I've had are because I was too ambitious or too curious. I, I, I feel like I really have been working on my active listening. But... I want to say, no way. I'm so glad you did what you did. Do you, I haven't told you this yet, but do you remember the night years ago at that party at your house, at the Rat Queen's house when you first told me that you were thinking about asking me to join the Rat Queens? Yeah. That happened to me last week. It was the <gasps> me from the past. I never knew. <gasps> what? I never knew that was you that did that. I didn't either. So if you hadn't been there, if you hadn't been, I was lost, D. My, my friends had just died. I had just lost half the peaches and we were, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was feeling this pain again. And you, you there, you found me and you offered me a new home and I, I belong here. If you hadn't been there, 
I'd still be lost. I'd, I'd have died in those woods. You saved my life that day. Brooke. You saved my life twice that day. Oh, Brooke. <laughs> we're just... <laughs> we're, we're obviously meant to be together. Yeah. We should get belt <laughs> obviously. buckles. I'm we in. I'm in for the buckles. belt buckles. All right, oh. we're gonna we're gonna override this. I think we're gonna override it. Yeah. I think I see something shiny sticking into a piece of wood. Yes. The three of you make your way uh, onto the docks where you had your battle earlier. We cut to Betty, who is in bed. As she slays there resting, she finds her mind being transported somewhere else. Somewhere Braga that you have become familiar with. No, not Betty. As Betty slowly opens her eyes a bit, she finds herself sitting in the chair opposite the chessboard of Arius. I didn't think I'd see you here this early. Tell Braga I said hi. I wanted to tell you you're doing a great job. Keep trying to stop me. Or don't. The game is already started, Betty. And you are moving the pieces yourselves. You suddenly see Betty suddenly finds her hand almost being possessed as she's taking one of the pawns and moving it forward closer and closer to the pawn, the white pawn that is standing with the crown on it. And she tips the pawn piece over. The lost king. Oh, Betty. This is about to get very, very good. <laughs> and Betty immediately wakes up. And that is where we will end tonight's episode. Fun, Thank scary. you. Yes. What is oh, happening in the town God. of Stridus? Who are these monarchs? You just want to laugh like a psycho. Oh my God! I do. You're so good at you it. Are Into good at that machine. Thank you all so so much. I didn't say this at the beginning, but we are going to level up really quick. Woo. It's been much due. We needed to do. It. We needed to have done it a few episodes ago, but we are going to add our skill points to our skill sets really, really quick. Hannah, what? What skill would you like to improve? I'm gonna, um, it, I'm gonna improve skill because it's really, really annoying. I'd like to say that Hannah has gotten some heart over this trip, but she hasn't. But I think uh, she's finally gotten some magic skills. I would say, yeah, she's feeling her magic kind of coming back to her. The yeah. more, the more she fights, the more she finds her her true self. Her wand's back. Yeah, yeah. So it gets a zero to a plus one. 
correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I think Demon Dad's kind of inching back in, right? He's like, or a little bit. The trip back to the past kind of reinvited him back in. He's at bay though for a while. We will find out why. Violet. Um, I feel like I, I'm a more flexible, um, a cooperative, in the moment sort of decision making dwarf now, and mm-hmm. so I <laughs> my canny is improving. I'll Wonderful. Tell you that. So your canny went from what to what? It went from zero to one. Wonderful. Braga. Good job. Yeah, I'm also going to up my canny. I feel like the last arc really, like, made Bragas do a lot of, like, you basically made me roll canny like every other move because you didn't want me to roll guts. So uh, <laughs> I feel like you can, I can only do that so many times before I get a little bit better at it. So uh, I'm going to take the z- from a negative one to a zero. Wonderful. And we're not we're not doing moves tonight, right? No. Okay. Yes, we are the Rec Queens RPG since we are an amalgam of the Dungeon World RPG and this custom Rat Queens RPG that Curtis and Adam have combined and made together. Uh, the move sheet, we're kind of revisiting those and just uh, making them much more into our system. So once we're back next week, we will kind of you'll see that the players are debuting these new moves and they have these new move sets. They're very similar to what you've seen them do before, but that's when they will introduce their next um, their next level of moves. And D, what would you like to add? Well, um, this has been a toss-up because mm-hmm. uh, uh, it hurts my heart that D, the reader, has no candy. Oh. <laughs> Weird. But I also think um, I think D's heart is growing, but it's gonna—it's growing in a scary way where she's starting to doubt a lot of stuff. But that's where a lot of growth happens. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm gonna up my heart. So to a, from a plus two to a plus three. Yeah. And plus three is maxed out. For the yeah, maxed okay. out in the system. You can't go plus four. Okay. Only on if someone gives you a boost. Okay. But no, oh. yeah, you can't. You cannot max out. That's the top of a skill. Is plus three. Wonderful. And next week we will hear from Michelle what stats she would like to add to Betty. And uh, also, yes, that's when we bring in the new moves and kind of the revised move sheets. We are thinking about changing up some of the incentives as well. A lot of the incentives will stay the same, but we're kind of playing around with a few ideas here and there. So stay on the lookout. There might be a brand new incentive for you to play with up in the coming weeks. That being said, let's go ahead and make thank you everyone who made tonight's possible. Yes, Zaur. The Moon Rules. The Moon Rules. Keen four five six. Keen four five six. Metsu's Phantom. Dambowski eleven. Dambowski eleven. Demand one one nine eight. Demand one one nine eight. Peak one. Peak one. J Pistol. J Pistol. Super Mega Ultra Hyperforce. Super Mega Ultra Hyperforce. Peak one. Peak one. Little Mouse that jumps. Little Mouse that jumps. Keen four five six. Keen four five six. Negihama. Negihama. Wilder one two five one. Wilder one two five one. Numpty. Five two four. Numpty five two four. Peak one. Peak one. J Pistol. J Pistol. Danny the Monarch. Danny the Monarch is better than. Is better than Hannah. Hannah. Danbowski eleven. Danbowski eleven. Peak one. Peak one. A Dreck Fletch. Dreck Fletch. J Pistol. J Pistol. And CVS Jr. CVS Jr. Thank you all so so much for joining us. And oh, CVS Jr. And thank you to everyone who came out to the live show. Uh, I know I'm so thankful to meet, have met so many of our amazing hyper people uh, in person, all of our thumpers, and now I can put a name to a face, and that's what's really, really cool. So thank you all so much for supporting the show. If you're loving what you're watching, be sure to talk about it with the Rat Queens hashtag on the social medias. Uh, 
watch the support the share the YouTube links, share the podcast links, talk about with your friends. You were all amazing. You love this show so much. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you for supporting us emotionally. I love you all. Where can we find you real fast? I don't care. They just move on. They love what? no. <laughs> you can find on. her at Danny the Monarch. <laughs> Keep on going. You can find me at Laurie Michelle J on Twitter and Laurie Michelle Jones on Instagram. You can find me at Riley J Silverman on Twitter and Riley Silverman on Instagram. And hey, my Doctor Who bot, my Doctor Who role playing game podcast is doing a live show on Burbank next Friday at the twenty third. Please come. Uh, you can find me at Eliza Pearl and at Jessica Lidberry. Oh, two places. And you can find uh, me, your G Emily, at frankly underscore Emily on Twitter with an extra underscore on Instagram. I want to also give a big shout out to, I meant to do this earlier. Thank you so much to the amazing mods who help make this show really great. Yeah. I yes. have a whole sheet that they're constantly. Yeah, mods. 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 And I volunteered for the live show. Yes, they were here the live show. Yeah. Uh, one Amazing. of the mods was joking with me in that they are someone who constantly updates my sheet so I know what all you have. Wow. And they were like, I didn't know what to do because I'm used to working during your show. <laughs> wow. I was like, you get to enjoy it. Uh, I, I thought you were. I thought you meant mod, like M-A-U-D-E. No. Which is <laughs> the mod. I like the, the mods. mods. And our heralds. Also good. Thank you. You guys are amazing. You, you make this channel happen. Y'all are great. Thank uh, Amir, too. Yes, yes. Amir. Amir. <laughs> Amir's wonderful. Don't give him the wamp. <laughs> yes! I'm just kidding. I was the only one to thank him. Keep going. Oh, now you've, now you've heard him. Now you've oh. done it. <laughs> he communicates via sound cues. Uh, so uh, on the rest of the week of Hyper RPG, this is what you can find. Tomorrow night we got Kill Team, uh, Warhammer. It's still going strong. I think it's Burt versus John, Bert. I believe, it is. from what That's I heard right. last night on Blood Curdling Tales. Friday we've got Troll Hunters. Monday it's Colock 1991. I think it's a season two premiere. I might be wrong. Ooh. But Colog 1991, is, uh, it's coming in strong. If not, it's Teens in Space. And then on Tuesday is Blood Curling Tales in Time. And of course, on the Wednesday. The season finale. The season, or, oh, sorry, the, the volume finale. The volume finale Whoa. of Blood Curling Tales in Time. So it's sure to be a good one. We're going to have a guest on there as well. So definitely tune into that. And of course, every Wednesday, you can find the Rat Queens RPG live yeah. right here on Hyper RPG. Yeah. We bye love bye you bye. all. We hope bye you bye. have bye. Bye. Or, bye. Or, or on our bye. YouTube bye. or our podcast bye. Or YouTube yeah. or podcast as well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But until next Wednesday, keep adventuring, my queens. Stay home.